Hello and welcome to the Tofugu Podcast. My name is Michael. My name is Koichi. And today we are joined by David McLean and Jack Lian from Sake One. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, how's it going? And Sake One is a local sake brewery here in Oregon. Uh, so why don't you guys uh, let the listeners know who you guys are and what you do. Well, I'm going to start by deferring to Jack here. <laughs> Go, Jack. <laughs> All right, right off the bat. Hey, guys, I'm Jack. Uh, I work on the import side of things with Sake One. That's actually one of the uh, unique features of our company is that we're both a local brewery and also in an import company, uh, working with about five Japanese breweries, uh, all from different prefectures, to really highlight that uh, terroir factor of uh, authentic Japanese sake, as oh, well cool. as making it right here. So five, five, five prefectures? P- five different prefectures. Which yeah. uh, prefectures? Uh, let's see, we got actually make that four prefectures, because two of them are both oh, in Kobe. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know, my first mistake already, and yeah, I thought I came here, here prepared for this. We got all kinds here of mistakes. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, we haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so actually, two of, the, two of the breweries we work with are in Kobe. Okay. And then there is one in uh, Hachinohe uh, in Aomori Prefecture. And there is one in Niigata Prefecture. Mm-hmm. And then who have I not covered yet? Let's see. I'm Oregon Craft, so <laughs> I know all about that. Ah, can't forget about um, Iwate Prefecture. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's the four prefectures of the breweries that we work with. Cool, cool. Ni- Niigata has really good sake, right? Like, yeah. they're known for their rice and water. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, definitely uh, when you think about, like, sake from Japan in general, Niigata and uh, um, uh, Kobe, actually, are mm-hmm. uh, both famed for a long uh, sake history. Okay, yeah. cool. So what's the ratio of the sake that you guys make yourselves and then the sake that you import? That's a good question. Um, so it's almost like 50-50, and I'm like the other side of that coin to Jack. So um, I'm the brand manager for Oregon Craft at Sake One. So um, really about half of our business is generally about things that we brew ourselves. Um, and then the other is uh, Japanese imports. So um, that, like Jack was saying, that's pretty unique about our, our company is like usually um, Sake, sake companies do one or the other. And right. That's pretty unique, generally speaking, about any kind of like uh, beverage category. But um, it's almost like you're competing yeah. with yourself. Kind of, way. sort of, but yeah. really, you know, as you'll kind of learn as you talk to talk to us throughout the, the the time here, is that we're really about growing the category above all else. So totally. um, we're sake enthusiasts. Pretty much through and through. I'm I'm pretty new to it. Jack's had more time there, but um, it's a really exciting um, category to be a part of, and um, really with it being in a position to grow so much and people still learning about it, any growth within the category um, really bodes well for us as a company, both on both sides, right? Um, as an importer and um, a company that's that's brewing premium craft sake. So there's no rivalry between the the import side of the company and the. The brewing side? Well, internally, we feud all the time, uh, whether it's about NCAA brackets or what we prefer to drink. But uh, as a company, um, or actually <laughs> for the category in general, uh, there really isn't a lot of um, what we would perceive as competitions. Because like what David was saying, even with um, kind of like the whole market in the States in terms of sake trending upward, we still consider in a very much in a pioneering phase. And so the more you can throw into the category, the better. Um, we're just looking for overall general more awareness and more interest in sake. Yeah, we're just looking to build sake fans, right? We're, and then we're looking at 
importing great sake. You know, it's not like somebody comes knocking on our door and it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring you in. Like when it's when it's attached to sake one name, um, you can be sure that it's a it's a premium quality sake, and we're hoping that everybody's gonna start having better premium quality sake experiences because it really does deserve to be on the forefront of people's minds, you know, along with beer and wine. And you're gonna find that out. Like that's what we're gonna do today. Or would you rather have people like eschew beer and wine and be like, this stuff is garbage? No, I it's still like beer and only. wine. What are we talking about okay. here? I mean, we're in Portland, Oregon. So, you know, we are in wine country because it makes so much sense to brew things there. And you got the craft beer climate. scene too is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're looking to actually work much more with them. I and mean, we just yeah. joined the Oregon Brew Shed Alliance really mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, rub elbows with those folks. And I think. Um, you know, you'll find that there's people that cross over quite a bit as far as, you know, where they've learned their their skills. Sometimes they dabble into sake, end up in beer, and that ends up um, really kind of uh, proliferating in ways where they try new and, ex you know, um, exciting things with their craft through kind of like this inspiration from ours. And, and you so know, it's like just one big happy alcoholic family. I mean... <laughs> So to speak, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't want to shun anybody. It's all good vibes. Like, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so for our listeners, yourself. maybe who don't know about sake, what is sake exactly? Sake is a really unique um, alcoholic beverage. Uh, that's kind of like the plain Jane way of saying it because it's brewed similar to a beer in the fact that it has grains involved, uh, rice being the main ingredient, but uh, it drinks a lot like a wine. You know, um, yeah, the liquid is clear. Um, it's not often uh, carbonated, no effervescence. So that's where sake really distincts itself from, uh, well, the beer or the wine that people would normally consider when it comes consider alcoholic beverages. Cool. And and how is it made? Like, what what's the process? I know that's a big question. Yeah, that's a huge take question. Take me through. Right? All right. Uh, Say I'm a I'm a grain of rice. That's uh, let's break it down. Um, quite simply, yeah, we can kind of try to. Yeah, yeah. so you're a, you're a grain of rice, preferably you're a short grain, non-sticky when cooked grain of rice. There's, there's particular rice out there that's either sake grade, you know, um, in Japan, or there's other rice that's just as, um, as qualified or, or, you know, useful in that way. So what they look for really are, are these kind of things. Do you want a big shinpaku in the middle? So do you have a big shinpaku? Yes. Okay, that's great. He's got that so one locked down. Good, nice, good. We're off on a good start that here. That nice starchy center. So, like, basically what we're going to do is we're just going to trim you down, right? So, husk is off. I don't want you to get too many, like, imaginative, you know, ideas from this. But, like, we're going to just late, trim <laughs> you right down, right? We're going to polish off. Getting that exclusive um, tag. On your you know, the fats <laughs> and things on the outside yeah. are really going to get to the premium center, the heart, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, the more we do that, the higher quality sake that we can we can achieve, generally speaking. So there are always depends or things like that where a, a brewmaster truly has a lot of tools, even though there are only four ingredients in sake, to kind of manipulate to make whatever expression they want. So as the grain of rice, we're going to mill you down. Let's say we want to make a ginjo. All right. So we're going to mill you down to 60%. And that is the ginjo line, right? You cannot be called a ginjo unless you've been milled down to at least 60%. And that's whatever is ginjo left. like a, a, a classification of mm -hmm. sake? Yeah. Yeah, we, okay. we call it kind of like a category of sake where um, if you get a, well, in Japanese, we call it tokute meishoshu. If you get anything like a ginjo or a daiginjo tagged on to your product name, that means uh, you are class classified as a premium category. Okay. Yeah. 
So David was uh, about to make you this beautiful grain of rice nice. into a super premium category sake right here. Okay. So you're so super premium. Continue making me premium. All right. Yeah, and this that's the line that Sake One draws with with its products as well. So all of our sake is at least Ginjo milled, right? Ginjo can also be used to kind of um, express uh, flavor qualities as well. So you hear things maybe like Ginjo Ka as you kind of continue your journey learning about sake. And Ginjo Ka generally is um, profiles that are more fruity or floral. So if you see the word Ginjo, one, you know that you've got rice that is highly polished. You've got a super premium product to work with. But you also know that by flavor, um, if you like those fruitier, cleaner, floral qualities, that, that Ginjo word is one to remember because they will fall, fall in line with that. So from being milled, All then right. where does it go? So we went ahead and just gave you a nice polishing job and you are all ready to go, but you've got some, uh, you've got some residual. Um, oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was the softer way of saying it compared to other word choices. <laughs> all right, so then uh, we then move on to uh, the washing phase, give you a nice bath, wash off any of that residual um, mm -hmm. flowers that might still that's be stuck on. That's from the polishing that's, of Michael, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nice cleaning. Got After it. the trimming. Gotta clarify. Yeah. Then the polishing. Now you're bathing. Now I'm yeah. bathing. You're bathing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you had a you had a nice uh, nice bath, been soaked, and uh, back to what David was saying real quick too. Like brewers and brewmasters can get really meticulous with this process. Like they some of them, um, I wouldn't say some of them, probably most of them even actually use the stopwatches um, if they want to get real picky about exactly how long they want you in that bath for. Hmm. You know. So um, after your nice bath, then uh, we gotta we gotta steam you up, put you in a nice uh, nice little steamer. And uh, that is to help activate the fermentation process because a uh, unsteamed rice uh, doesn't ferment too well into alcohol. Um, so from then on, you're steamed and ready. And then we get into uh, what we call the koji making process. So this is where we take a portion of the steamed rice and we actually spread um, koji king on it. And uh, koji, you can think of it, it's a, it's a mold spore. Think of it like an, as an enzyme, right? So what that does is it helps uh, break the starch that's in the rice down into sugar. And then later on, you'll have the yeast that converts that sugar into alcohol. And uh, this is a quick side note. This is one of the like, fascinating things about sake. This is what we call parallel fermentation. So as the, as the koji spores are doing their job, breaking down that starch into uh, sugar, you got that yeast working simultaneously to break that, uh, to break, ferment that sugar into alcohol. And the end result is that you get to sake, right? So, but uh, before we get too much ahead of ourselves, um, we are making that koji, right? So we're spreading that, that koji spore on you, making sure that you're gonna be nice and ready to be fermented. Um, and then from here on out, we start into building the, the starter brew. So we gotta let you sit for a little bit in a nice uh, temperature and a humid controlled room. Um, meticulously done again, like anything from one degree can make all the difference be between this brewing phase to the finished product. Um, so think of yourself as now sitting in a really nice, hot, moisty sauna, mm -hmm. and you're just enjoying yourself. You're sweating it off. And, uh, mm. and it's and literally a cedar so room sweaty. as well. I mean, it's for all intents and purposes, it's like a legit sauna. <laughs> but to keep this, you know, koji mound basically nice and warm, 
is there a range of temperatures that you can have this sauna bath in or does it have to be like exact and if you're off it's like ruined i think it's going to depend on what type of rice things like that you use um the moisture levels that you soaked the rice in all that kind of stuff um i don't like to get in these like depends a lot but the the range I can't speak too much to it because our master brewer, he's the guy, like, this is so much a science. And this is why you don't find people home brewing sake, right? Because it takes great care to make premium sake, but it also takes the tools to allow you to take great care of that. So um, everything is so refined and dialed in, it's just almost impossible to do it on that level. So you can't do this like small scale in your home? Really, not really. It's, it's just... I don't see how you possibly could, yeah. to be honest with you. There are people that try, and obviously we give them props. And they for fail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the key word there was premium or quality, right? It's just, I yeah. can't wait for people to figure out how to do it at home. I think that's, that's kind of what set craft beer off the rocker, right? Like, people being to experiment and not only to just try new things that other people are making, but now they're able to add to that pot, right? And they're be able to add to that pot in a pretty quality way, right? Um, but with sake, it's, it's not there yet, and it's just because it's such a delicate, controlled process that right. the difference between a quality sake and an absolute just, you know, something that's just undrinkable, <laughs> it's just a few, few degrees, few decisions, things like that um, mm -hmm. from, from being that So it's way. really kind of easy to go off the rails if you don't know what you're doing. You're going to go off the rails for sure. Okay, even if you do doing. know what you're doing. Even if you do know what you're doing, you're still gonna have times where you might go off the rails. I mean, okay. Um, yeah, our master brewer is he's he's got it dialed in, but even then, it's it's one of those um, continually making it better, 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 and that's by incremental changes throughout the process. So what you're saying is that Sudu brand sake is home brewed, and that's why it's so bad. What's Sudu? No. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically like cooking sake branded as things Americans should drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not too familiar with that one, but, yeah. um, you know, we can get into the different grades, it's too. Like, of it's sake like the natty well. ice of sake, maybe. It's what? <laughs> like the natty ice of sake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I've been so sheltered, right? I, I come into sake, and I'm like, here's premium sake, and How here's nice, just, yeah. you know... <laughs> absolute perfection and yeah a lot of people's first sake experiences were not mine i mean they yeah. they've had some pretty pretty gnarly stuff so my mm -hmm. heart goes out to them but uh, <laughs> i ask them all to stay strong continue you know mm -hmm. have good sake i think that's the thing it. about most americans sake experiences it is always not always but often is very very bad sake mm -hmm. like what's been imported or what's been here for such a long time has been just such like it's like the garbage sake that people are like oh we can't drink this in japan because it's garbage sake right. let's send this to america <laughs> and those those garbage american people drink this garbage sake maybe that's then, that's my experience anyway i think that that's actually an awesome point uh, that, that, <laughs> that there definitely is um kind of a stigma surrounding um uh sake Mm -hmm. before people have tried it, especially uh, if you get your um, generic run-of-the-mill sushi place that always serves it hot and you get, you know, a nice size portion for like yeah. 350 you or something. You see them opening like up one cup in the back and <laughs> pouring it in a cup for you? Um, no, yeah. actually, those would normally come in huge uh, containers oh, yeah. that have yeah. Like yeah. 19 liters or ready <laughs> like to go a, or like something. Like a gasoline canister. Yeah. It's, it's literally yeah. a, Dump it in the basically tea kettle sake from a box kind of thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it is, and, you know, maybe the perception was that 
Americans don't have the palate for mm -hmm. it, so yeah. why give mm -hmm. them something great? Mm -hmm. Sounds but, like a Japanese thing um, yeah. to think it's and just, say. You know, <laughs> yeah. Pearls before swine, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah that's a bit patronizing. And, <laughs> you know, make, but at the same time, that's just kind of how, how things went. Who knows? It could have been maybe they have excess inventory and they just need to find a place for it to go. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think um, what they're finding in Japan right now that the premium sake um, categories are, are, are really growing and the ones that are not premium are not. So those companies, a lot of them out there are still built to produce huge, massive volumes of not premium, you know, table grade sake. What happens with it when your home market isn't as interested, right? Do you completely change out all your hardware and equipment and your business model entirely when you've got literally all of these things that are just set up to do it this way? Or do you look for other markets to send it to? And that is possibly one of the things that would drive that kind of experience coming over here first and foremost. But um, we all know like the American quote unquote palette is I think much more refined than people um, yeah. give it credit for. And it's, it's a very diverse palette, and it's something that we definitely take into consideration when we're brewing our sake. So have you, have you started to see a change then in, in the amount of premium sake being made and consumed? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, the U.S. is actually one of the most uh, robust markets in terms of uh, sake consumption growth. Uh, last year, I believe, the whole overall market as a whole grew 13% the year before so it's it's then definitely trending upward and if you dial in without getting into specific numbers but if you dial into well what's driving that growth a lot of it is actually premium grade sake uh companies are selling a lot more ginjos and jimmais uh compared to futsushu which is what you have for your table sakes uh a quick disclaimer here too not saying that table sake or futsushu is necessarily bad because uh as we're about to get into like there are some futsushu that will can be mind-blowing but, you know, we're talking about the stigma that we're trying to get rid of is, is you know, this run of the mill, you have it hot for like 350 a bottle, a, a little flask, you know, that kind of stuff is the things that we're trying to trend away from. And uh, definitely you see that consumption growth indicating that people are becoming a little bit more sophisticated in their consumption habits. So they are learning that they, hey, they do appreciate that, that, you know, light, floral, fruity of that ginjo stuff that they, that represents, or they like that robust brown flavor from the gym mines and whatnot. So as the market's growing, people's palates are becoming a little smarter. And uh, we are, we're on a really uh, positive uh, trend to build a lot more and more sake fans. Well, I want to make sure that uh, we get, we got through everything in the process because right. I know we're all itching to get to okay. the tasting part. All right, where did we leave you off of? Okay, so right now. We did husking, that's where you take off the husk. You did polishing, where you get all polished. Uh, bathing, steaming, koji, where you spray fungus mm. on nice. the rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then. We might have to hold up. And then what, what, what's after that? Did we get after, did we get past so koji? We were starting to oh, get steam? into the moto yeast starter yeah. at this point. And this is an exciting time because now all four ingredients have come together. Right? Okay. So um, we use junmai ingredients. So you're talking rice, water, Koji, yeast. That's it. Sounds like Captain Planet. All right. Four yeah. ingredients, right? <laughs> With these they ingredients all come combined. together combined. <laughs> Captain Sake. <laughs> you have good times. Um, so this is, we'll just kind of like rush right through it, but it's, you know, you're, you're building your yeast starter, so everything comes together. You want to create kind of like a dense yeast uh, culture that's going to be kind of the foundation for your fermentation. So 
basically next it goes into the main fermentation over a number of days you're going to start building it up right so you're adding water you're adding more um, koji rice all this kind of stuff to build this thing up to whatever size you're trying to make right for some you're doing just a a short run of something like a daiginjo, others it might just be, you know, many thousands of, of liters. So you've, you've now fermented and now you're going on to pressing. And this is where there are some decisions to be made. So a lot of people, there's a misconception um, that you've got nigori style. I don't know if you guys are familiar. So it's the creamy cloudy style sake, mm -hmm. right? The stuff that comes out white with kind of light sediments mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. bottle, you have to shake it a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you've got clear sake. Well, clear sake has been fine pressed, right? So none of those sediments remain for all you know, intensive purposes. It looks like water. Um, but nigori sake is also pressed. In order to be a sake, it must by definition be pressed. So there's no such thing as- Unfiltered Unfiltered, sake. yeah, unfiltered yeah, or unpressed sake. sake, right. Yeah, they're kind of interchangeable, like mill and polish. Those are two terms that are interchangeable. So, um, so when you get to this point, you're kind of deciding, is my, you, well, you've already decided, but you're gonna execute, am I doing the nigori? or am I making a clear sake, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's a number of different ways to press. We use the Yubuta style, yeah. which is probably the most... Uh, it's the most common these days, for sure. Yeah, it's the most um, common and, and, and efficient And most efficient way. way, for sure. Yeah. Well, before we go any further, how geeky can we get with this whole thing? Because, I mean, we can go on and on and um, on. Yeah, whatever. As geeky as you, like, you geeky feel. As geeky yeah. as we want. Our okay. listeners are All a right. bunch of nerds. So yeah. <laughs> We're almost through it, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can yeah. talk about becoming wanna, a mangaka, yeah. they'd love it. But, <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. You, can, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, because just from pressing alone, um, Yabuta, like David said, is the most conventional and most efficient way, and you can squeeze the most out of your uh, batch right there. Um, but there are also more traditional and old school ways of doing it. Um, there's one, for example, called the fune, which is where you have you know all these um, sake that are still super cloudy, soupy, almost like a thick porridge kind before it's mm -hmm. um, filtered, right? Sounds like breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah. but I mean, you don't you don't want to drink. Maybe you do. Yeah. I don't know. It's up to you. It's, yeah. uh, you're into uh, getting a little little, easy, pretty little morning, yeah. Yeah. A little morning, morning tipsiness. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely do that. Uh, but um, yeah, so they lay all these bags out. And then um, they have uh, some sort of apparatus that holds weight up top. Uh. And then they start pressing it down mechanically, right? Really slowly to squeeze out the juice. And what comes out is, is your sake. Mm. The last mm. and not least is the most time consuming, but um, people do this for competitions or um, their best work all the time just because of the finesse that comes out of it, right? It's just uh, we call it the Shizuku, where you literally have these bags mm. that we're talking about holding these, uh, well, Koichi's breakfast basically. Mm -hmm. So they hang Koji's breakfast out and then um, angle it so that at the bottom of the bag, little drops of sake start coming out, drip by drip by drip by drip. And that's called, called Shizuku. And then you collect that and that's basically your finest work. Nice. Yeah. Mm. That's so, like the pour over of sake. It, you could think of it like that coffee, way. A little yeah. bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So, and uh, that's some really delicious stuff. You talk about like high level Daiginjo um, bottles and that. that's where you would definitely have people willing to go through the time to do that kind of a press method. Mm. Nice. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, those gentle, gentler methods, they do make a difference as well. You wouldn't necessarily think it would be like, oh, I'm just trying to extract this out of it, block this thing, so let's just do it as quick as possible. But it does, it does impact it. So um, now you get to decide whether or not you want to make a Nama sake. So we're currently at a Nama Genshu. 
um, which means that we are unpasteurized and we are undiluted. We could go straight to bottling. Well, strictly speaking, only Michael is. But oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm still the rice. You and your million friends, yeah. yes, um, could go straight to bottling right now. Mm -hmm. This would be like the epitome of freshness for sake. You'd have a, a very like, you know, a bright floral, fruity aromas usually. Same with the explosive flavors. Um, because when you pasteurize something, and particularly sake, it's going to kind of dull it just a little bit. And not to make it sound bad, because pasteurization itself is also a brewmaster's choice, right? Maybe yeah. they want to do that. It calms things down for a bit, right? So think about it, if you're unpasteurized and uh, Genshu, right, undiluted, you think of yourself as like this really excited, like you are just full of energy, you're ready to burst, and you're just like, woo! Mm -hmm. And then the pasteurization kind of helps you become a little more collected, a little more reserved, mm -hmm. and uh, it helps with shelf life, obviously. So that's why a lot mm -hmm. of uh, brewing choices, uh, when it comes to whether to pasteurize or not, that's kind of like a first step of decision-making is, you know, shelf life and then uh, flavor stability. Because as a Nama Genshu, your flavor profile throughout your shelf life is going to change like, yeah. going on a curve. Mm -hmm. You start out tasting like this. By the end of your consumption, you taste like this if you keep the bottle, let's say, for three weeks or something. Whereas a pasteurized one, you can get a more consistent taste throughout. So okay. that's, yeah. It has a, a stabilizing effect. So, you know, that's why namas are pretty, pretty rare, mm. right? Because mm -hmm. you think about anything coming from Japan as well, like it's got to make that trek. So um, it's, it's something that's special if you see it and you know it's fresh, like jump on it because that's not, you know, a common experience. Mm -hmm. So um, namas, they, last about three weeks, you said? Well, no, I think it uh, depends on your uh, storage method. Uh, we always recommend cold storage and mm -hmm. away from lights. Those are the two key things to remember. Mm -hmm. But um, generally speaking, nama namas, which are just unpasteurized whatsoever, those tend to have a shorter shelf life. Mm -hmm. We can't um, give you an exact number of how long they last just because each brewing method is different, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, but a, a healthy, you know, two to three weeks, keep it cold stored. You know, you should be able to enjoy the bottle throughout. Um, yeah. It would be like a general recommendation. Uh, on that note, we should talk a little bit about uh, Namacho and uh, Namatsumes. Go for it. Uh, yeah? yeah? You're going to defer to me on this one? Okay. Have at, but we <laughs> do right. want to get to this. No, so it sounds I'm good. Gonna, All right. I'm going to crack the lid on this. Yeah, I was so going to say, before we continue. I'm going to start pouring a bit. There we go. All right. So while David is uh, pouring a little bit of that sake out for everybody, so, uh, just a quick wrap up on the other kinds of Namasake that you could have. You can have a Namachozo or a namatsume. And both of these have the name Thank nama you. in them, but they've actually only been pasteurized once. Whereas if you standardize it, you go through a double pasteurization, then you wouldn't be able to call them nama. And uh, just a little extra info out there for people who are looking at, well, what does the namacho mean? It means that it's got the nama name in there, but it's been pasteurized once, so you'll get a little bit of a longer shelf life out of it. Can't wait to. I think I gave in. you a pretty heavy pour there, so you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, so what is this that we've got here? Oh, yeah, let's cheers. Kanpai. Kanpai. Yeah, it's very important. We start with the kanpai. It's like, big cheers. So kanpai. kanpai. Look at everybody in the eyes. What you do it. There you Look go. deep yeah. into kanpai. my soul. Kanpai. Kanpai. All right. So I'm going to take you through um, a bit of a sake tasting. So it runs very similarly yeah, to, to wine. And so we're going to start actually with um, a style that's a little bit on the drier side. And this is our Momokawa Diamond. So Momokawa is pretty much our flagship brand at Sake One. Um, 
Is that an import or is that a? This is this is Oregon Craft. Okay, so Momokawa Diamond. I mean, this is just a really great everyday sake. Um, probably our most well balanced one, I would say. Um, really striking that balance between you know a little bit of that fruity floral between the dryness um, of the sake. And um, so yeah, go ahead and the first thing you do, you'll notice is that one, we're trying to get slightly chilled, right? Most premium sake, especially Ginjo sake, is intended to be either slightly chilled, maybe even more so chilled, or room temperature. Usually it's not the greatest to heat it up because it's actually going to kind of um, kill some of those like delicate fruit floral flavors and even the aroma. So um, you'll notice that about it. And you also notice that we are drinking out of wine glasses, right? So a lot of people think of sake and they think of the little ceramic ochocos, ochocos yeah. right? And, um, and that's their sake experience. But really what you miss out with a lot of those is, is the aroma of the sake, which is really kind of a treat that you get. And um, I don't know, to me, it's, it's got kind of like a rejuvenating kind of nice, pleasant um, aspect to it. It really kind of sets you up to, to have that drink, right? So... Um, as we go through, I've kind of prepared some of these little sake tasting forms, and people will be able to find these at um, sake-sunday.com. It's where we, we um, kind of funnel our um, education pieces, blog posts, things like that, people that are interested in just kind of like following along, learning more about sake, and kind of taking um, this kind of a, an original journey that you're not going to be able to normally just have chats about, right? So we're going to talk- Sake Sundays, you said? Sake-Sundays? Sake-Sunday.com. Um, and we had just started us um, at the beginning of the year, but um, the intent is to really kind of give people deeper and deeper knowledge as they go and give them resources to enjoy sake um, like this. So as we look through here, you know, we've got the category and we've got, again, Joe Sake. It's a Junmai Ginjo because we only use the four mm. brewing um, in core ingredients, which is the, the rice, the water, the koji, and the yeast. Um, those are the only four ingredients that you can use in brewing in the U.S. So that's one of the constraints that we work with, but we... Why is that? Because if you go into... Okay, so let's talk about what other ingredients that would put it in there that yeah. would make it out of a Junmai category, right? It's actually because, uh, for example, some brewers would add... Um, a certain quantity of brewer's alcohol, whether to enhance flavors mm. um, or just a stylistic choice. Uh, so that, in order to do that, then you would need a different license altogether. Um, brewer's alcohol, just like it's like a distilled, like a grain alcohol. It's distilled okay. grain alcohol. So yeah, not, yeah. It's like um, alcohol. Kind of. It could be. It could be made <laughs> from uh, corn. It could be made from rice. There's different varieties of what it okay. could come from, but it is a higher uh, forty, uh, higher. ABV percentage mm. alcohol. Yeah. So in order to do that to the U.S., you need another license for it. You can't have either one right. or the other. You can't have both. Whereas in Japan, they don't face that restriction. So you see, um, as we'll go on later, we're going to have um, different styles where it does have a little bit of a brewer's alcohol. Another thing that could be added to, um, in addition to the four, four ingredients that will knock it out of that Juma category, which we don't have today, but for example, in, um, in Japan, they will have certain products with a little bit of sugar added to it for taste. Mm. Yeah, that sort of thing, right? So when, when David was speaking about Junmai, right? Junmai Ginjo, it's just Junmai, all those four ingredients only, and then Ginjo that the rice has been nicely polished down to 60 or below. Yeah, exactly. So, sure. so and that, that actually covers, you know, both the category and, and style here for this, because it's not a Nama. We have pasteurized it. Mm -hmm. It's not Nagori. It's not creamy, cloudy. Um, and it's not Genshu because it has been diluted. What do you guys, what do you guys kind of get from this? So you've got basically kind of a lexicon 
Mm -hmm. um, is, is it weird being a rice grain drinking other rice grain? I yeah. Was, yeah. It's kind of cannibalistic, I guess. Yeah, but, I'm getting you know, like. I like it I so much. I've, I've gotten past the ethics. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's. I'm still trying to to figure out how I feel about that, but no. So I've given you kind of like a little bit of a lexicon here. Now this was derived from, uh, derived from a, a tasting course that we went through and training that we went through. That's very similar to <laughs> wine, what a, like what a wine training. Song. That must be. What's that? Like, yeah, uh, I just didn't get it me, today. Get, like, I don't do this test. Like, you got do the three test. days of drinking about thirty-five different sake, oh and gosh. I tell you what, at the end of the, at the end of it, you're just like, I don't know. No more. I don't know if I'm gonna live. <laughs> yeah, and like they're like, you're... here's a serious test, yeah. and I'm like, okay, this is. Wait, so they give you thirty-five different alcohols, drinks, and you've never drank sake bruises. again since then. It's, it's and all, then they give it's you a sake. test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a tasting. You oh know, no, we like went out the night after the test and had more sake. Yeah, so you wow. yeah. <laughs> you gotta I mean, celebrate. I mean, the struggle after. wasn't <laughs> the struggle wasn't that real. <laughs> but um, but these these um, flavor characteristics are all derived basically from a lexicon, and you're basically kind of trying to standardize it so people can figure out what everybody's talking about. Because you don't want people being like, oh, this tastes like you know, a fresh morning dew. Like what, no, how many people have tasted that? I don't know. And are, you're talking about here on the sheet, uh, the sake plot, right? Um, the sake plot's a little bit different, so that's kind of where you would dial in, you know, I'm feeling this one's a little bit on the dry side, I'm gonna, um, but also fruity, fruity floral. So actually, as this plot's set out, I would put my dot maybe somewhere towards the middle or center center of the And so listeners right know what we're talking about. The sake yeah. plot, uh, is like a graph of quadrants and at the top is sweet bottom is dry left side is earthy slash umami and right is fruity and floral so you can like place your dot somewhere in there you're like this is sweet and fruity floral or it's dry and fruity floral i remember um, doing this on my ti-83 yeah there you go yeah between like Mafia Wars or whatever. Or yeah, <laughs> that's really all I did. Oh, I see. You were we're allowing like you a, to continue to use game. those skills. Yeah. You thought that you would just leave behind. I know. Right? It's amazing. Here's where I put mine. Is that? That's right? that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's actually pretty. That's yeah. Pretty close to not only what we're shooting for with this, the, uh, with the diamond. The big list of flavor and aroma characteristics. That yeah. one I don't know. This one, so, so I'd love to read some of these too. Yes, please read them. Yeah. Like, so as we go, you'll kind of become <laughs> familiar with it. But as as I taste this, you know, I'm getting a bit of pear, caramel? melon. Can you guess um, caramel? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. You can have some caramel in there. Yeah. So we've fair. got like, like, that's like what you say to Banana, apple, pear, like, mm -hmm. grape, aniseed, mm -hmm. which I don't know what that is. Nectarine, plum, apricot, Ooh. pineapple, lemon. Meat broth. That's a good one. Oh, I didn't get to that part. Cotton candy, honey uh, brown also sugar. Also roast meat. Oh, yeah. Hazelnut. Fresh cheese. No morning dew. Though oh, bananas, but there's nice. earthiness. Mm -hmm. Could you combine earthiness with another flavor to make morning dew? Like, well, oh, it's, let's, it's, let's figure this out. If we got earthiness and water, earthiness, oh, water, maybe there's the, the flavor dew. steamed rice, the thing that this is made Cedar. out of. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when you know a sake st uh, stay true to its elements. Yeah, that it actually tastes like steamed rice coming out it's, of it. Yeah. Right, uh, you okay. have banana bread and yeah. banana, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, but just to like, I don't know about um, that one. Listeners and versatile. for uh, Mike and Koichi, just this is really meant to be like 
to have fun with, right? Because mm-hmm. there only there are no like none of these are actually put in the brewing process. Yeah, like, we didn't mm-hmm. brew with banana bread. Right, right. So it's not like for example, or roasted meat. Or right. Roasted yeah. <laughs> when we go to yeah, when we go to filter, can you imagine all of the the meat broth coming out of there? Yeah, like take out the bones. We're in, we're in Portland, so yeah. it'd be like yeah. You know, is like there is there like a mythical sake like that springs from a well that has all of these flavors? Mm. You know, I don't think so. And even if there think, was, to be honest, I don't think it'll taste very I think good. It's, it's the <laughs> yeah. sake that you've yeah. had. That's like your your twentieth drink. That's <laughs> the mythical sake that the tastes like sake everything. That just yeah. tastes yeah. like the universe. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would say the. It's a good question because I would say there is a close ish experience, and that's uh, a Honjozo. Mm-hmm. And is that like the that's ultimate? one of my well to me it's my favorite have they, have they trimmed it down to like just like 12 percent of no, the rice no no <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> hand I mean, carve each each rice what grain. is the the mariah's mariah yeah have they Milk? like yeah etched yeah. the bible into each grain of rice and then <laughs> made sake no, out it's of just it. kind of an interesting one because to me it begins the words of very fruity floral <laughs> and ends umami right so mm. you kind of get a complex there you go msg yeah. that's what you should be adding to all the sake yeah. to make it delicious that was yesterday it was the first time i heard somebody like oh what's umami and they're like msg i'm like really that's it is mm-hmm. yeah well people do associate yeah, yeah. the two together but they're not necessarily like synonyms if yeah. that's what you're MS- yeah. yeah msg is like synthetic umami right yeah right. Well, it's because umami, you know, comes from like glutamates, right, mm-hmm. and amino acids, and I, I don't MSG is like high mm-hmm. concentrated. I said yes, like, like I knew, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't. So well, there was like, the creation I totally of MSG. Was. But MSG just has such a bad. I, I mean, obviously, the taste of MSG I, is it's delicious, and I make so much yeah. MSG juice using kelp and bonito. Yeah, yeah, mm. that delicious all. MSG juice. Yeah, that's how MSG. It was the guy who founded Ajinomoto, I think. Oh, I don't he know. Said, like, he said, like, I want is to. MSG. I want to capture umami, and that's what he did. And yeah. then he created MSG. Yeah. And well, I mean, all it's the things about my grandma's cooking, and yeah. you know, it feels like it's delicious. Yeah. And all the things about like headaches and like cancer and all that, that was all a hoax by some like shitty doctor. Oh, so I can start <laughs> eating it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, he, he was a guy who like made profit by creating hoaxes around medical things and then like selling alternatives to those hoaxes. What a jerk. Yeah. yeah. He ruined so MSG for everyone. Sake I believe he works in the Trump him. administration now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like Probably. I, that's what I read about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, sake, sake banned for him because, man, that's just, that's just real rude. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think anyone in the Trump administration is drinking anything but PBR and, <laughs> and, and yeah. Budweiser and yeah. only things made in America slash Germany. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that where they're made now? I think so. Russia. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think? Um, well, yeah. I'm I'm bad at smelling and drinking, so. Oh, this I is already... totally like have fun with this. Whatever comes okay, to your I'm mind. Gonna, I'm yeah. gonna do this for what real, might even you though. Eat with this? Yeah. Even though I saw what banana bread. For sure. <laughs> you got some banana bread? Okay, that's that's that actually wouldn't fair. be bad. I smell floral, but I think that's my answer for everything. I I, w- I will say like first of all that this is not this is not garbage sake. That's that good. we talked about earlier. Yes. This is, this is good. This is you know like. Most of my experience of sake here, you pay like $40 for a small cup and it just, it tastes like rubbing alcohol. But this actually, this tastes like, you know, what you get in Japan and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing it'd be a little bit more expensive, but I don't know. How much is this? The retail bottle on this? Mm-hmm. 14 bucks. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. And you had talked about why is, um, just kind of offline, you know, why is sake so expensive sometimes? Yeah. Well, that's you know, one of my questions. 
a lot of it is comes from the importation process, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have to do that. When it comes We're, to organ craft, yeah. right? When it comes to organ yeah, craft, stuff you make here. we mm -hmm. are yeah. brewing and bottling outside, you know, outside of Portland, Oregon. So we don't have to send it on a container. It doesn't sit in that container for right. what, 80, 90 days or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and it's, so it's, it's a bit fresher, things like that. And with sake, that's, you don't want a vintage sake, right? Like right. if you've got a Momokawa Diamond <laughs> it's not, 2013, it's not yeah. you want to throw it in the garbage. You don't want <laughs> yeah. to serve it to your best friends yeah. or your mother-in-law, right? So like, if you're like or maybe you on, do want to serve that to your mother-in-law. You're holding on to like sake that you had on your wedding day. It's your 50th anniversary. You right. shouldn't drink that yeah. sake. Yeah, that's like there's, saying, there's not like here, a babe. Point. Yeah. Here's a bunch of wilted roses. I love you. You know, it's yeah. going to send the wrong message. Mm -hmm. So there isn't a point where it just gets sold that it becomes really good again. Like very, very <laughs> I know it's more like it gets so old and it just falls off the cliff. Yeah. Because, or yeah. Uh, it sounds like it falls off the cliff much before it gets sold. Our yeah. sake <laughs> class teacher, you know, and this is okay. anecdotal, right, to the core. But, you know, there's a style of sake called koshu. And that's aged sake, right? Mm -hmm. Like aged on purpose, purposely aged. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or what he's like, he was saying is like sometimes, uh, you know, a, a batch that was maturing just kind of like fell off the radar, and like someone discovered it, and then it's like, well, do we throw it away or is it kosher now? <laughs> like, that's when it becomes cheese, right? Yeah, and that's uh -huh. when it becomes. Yeah. Well, it does. It has some of those like um, hard cheese flavors, nice. like. Um, oh, you yeah. start to get that soy, that brothiness, cool. things like mm. that in there, and it's you know you get discoloration, but there, there are places for it. Oh, certainly. that goes beyond mummy at that point. It's just yeah. like mummy yeah. is. Uh, what does it taste like? Is it like? Is oh, it good? Is this okay to you drink? Get that caramelized pickled vegetable kind of thing nice. to it. It well, can take on some spiciness. Do you, do you right. guys have any of that ever? No. Well, first of all, koshu is super rare, um, and so if anybody listeners or whoever ever like happens upon a bottle, like shout out to you, definitely enjoy that. But um, the closest thing that we could associate with is just like what David said, that um, sake that's grown old, that's not really purposely done that way. So you can't really make that fair comparison of, no, this is what koshu tastes like. But, mm -hmm. but you do definitely uh, expect that um, kind of like that funkiness, uh, the more like lactic flavor qualities that David was talking about, that, you know, that aged cheese um, and then a little bit more brothy, definitely brown. Mm -hmm. Coloration is always a good hint of whether it's still yeah. uh, <laughs> a good yeah. sign of not or if you should still be drinking it. Um, so I'm trying to get this straight. So it's like if sake is accidentally left too long, then it's koshu, it's okay. But if it's left too long and you know about it, then it's bad? Well, let's put it this way. This is okay. more like the, the mythology of like how does koshu even happen, right? Kind of thing. Right. So yeah, it, it can be a very direct choice, and I'm sure most of the time it is. But his joke was that he suspected that it was just a forgotten <laughs> batch, and somebody tried it and said, "I think we could package this as pretty good koshu, right?" Yeah. But okay. um, that would probably be the last time that they did that. That would maybe be a one-off run. I don't know, but like it's a fun little thing to think about because really, the takeaway is like sake is intended to be fresh. Like and, uh, okay. I'll, I'll throw out yeah. that I'm. 
and I, I haven't seen like the the characters for this, but I'm guessing that the characters are just old and alcohol. Yes, Koshu. exactly. Okay, yeah, you got that. So, you got that. so you're literally <laughs> drinking something right called old, old alcohol. alcohol. Old alcohol, <laughs> for sure. And Delicious like, old alcohol. This is no knock on any brewers that make koshu. Like, yeah. much respect to them because it's oh, no, so much you, more. You've created a mission in my heart to go find this. You gotta yeah. find. Yeah. If you, you can find it, one, yeah. enjoy it, and like yeah. Snapchat, Take post about it, do whatever you can. Definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I got the next. That reminds me, I have a mission that I made. I'll share with you guys after this too. Oh, oh, sweet. oh that's right. I have bottles of it behind my desk. Gallon size bottles of it. Where's the top? Oh man. And it, you know, if you ever want to do like some sort of collaboration with my umeshu, <laughs> umeshu you know let me we'll, know. We'll let you know right after, you know. <laughs> like some sort of like CeeLo Green style collaboration. Oh, you've been you've been begging to bring CeeLo into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the only thing I know about him. Everyone talks about this CeeLo Green person, but all I know is that he made a sake that was like fluorescent Ninja Turtles green. He's and he offered to oh man if there's give it to us socket, to try out and he never did yeah, he just calls it the ooze <laughs> yeah. I should finish up this one I got oh yeah or you can oh here or here who's ready I'm so ready so that that's a question I, I had about tasting since I'm bad at tasting so I just mm. tasted something do I need to like drink some water cleanse my palate. Mm. Do I need to eat some ginger? Chew some coffee. Um, from? No, 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 no. Uh, ginger chewing for you when it comes to sake. I think we're we're okay without doing that. It, uh, a little wasabi could be nice if you ever want to try that. A couple really? of quick like smudges just, up your nose. Yeah, I should ask okay. if we're no, going. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe yeah. it at this point. No, I mean. no, please don't. But, little um, habanero. So I, I do want to ask: Are we are we going in a certain order with these sake? Yes. We have uh, six bottles. It looks like, and we yeah. I know with yeah. whiskey mm -hmm. you want to go basically low to high. Is that? It's yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of similar. So we kind of go from drier to okay, yeah, 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 sweeter, progressively speaking. Yeah, so, uh, so that's the spectrum, dry to sweet. Well, normally because some of the sweeter sakes, the flavors can be so overpowering that you, if yeah. you do it in reverse order, you lose some of the finer things that you could taste if you started with the dry stuff first. Mm -hmm. uh, back to your tasting question, real quick though. Um, yeah, it's good to definitely drink water, stay hydrated um, as you're tasting. Yeah. Um, not only does it cleanse your palate, but also um, your senses are just much more um, in tune when you are hydrated. Um, we were instructed to during our training course to, to drink water, even if we just smelled alcohol, because even your nostrils could be dried out by the alcohol. I'll say this looks thing. an awful lot like water, so yeah, kampai, kampai, kampai. Kampai. And and what are we drinking right now? So this is the G Joy. So this is probably our most iconic brand that we make. And you can yeah, see, see it right here. I mean it's it's the the striking black bottle with the the big G on it, right? So but the G um, stands for Genshu. So we talked briefly about that earlier, and Genshu yeah. means undiluted. So what you're gonna get with this style is once again a very fresh, crisp, kind of more on the fruity floralish side, but a bolder. Um, a little bit heavier body and a higher alcohol content to come with it. So, for reference, you know, a lot of beers fall within the what, six to eight percent alcohol. Mm -hmm. Wine, 13 to 15. Um, this guy's 18 percent. Nice. So, and sake usually comes in around like 15, 15 and a half, right? Stylistically, like they'll, they'll dilute it for that. Genshu can run anywhere between 18 and like 21 percent. Um, so, it's definitely kind of. Um, a bolder, a bolder sake, but um, this one really is is one of my go-to favorites for like pizza and. I like it with grilled meats, like a grilled salmon. Uh, well, grilled fish in that case, grilled salmon or uh, steak. 
Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is the one you have on draft, right? Around we rotate the draft time. in our okay. tasting room. Uh, the, I've seen it at restaurants and stuff too. Like, uh, we have one that organic. is on the yeah, that's on kegs. Nice. Yeah. Okay, we have an organic one for that. Um, but our tasting room has a rotating um, nama sake. Sometimes it's the G lineup. Sometimes mm. it's the momokawa. Yeah. Yeah, on the back of this bottle, it says, for years we've experimented with different yeast, koji, and aging methods to create an American sake masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Speak there more on that if you can. We're holding it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel how, powerful? How Behold the masterpiece. <laughs> Behold the juice. This is a nice bottle, though. It's heavy. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it actually like an inch thick so that there's only like a tiny amount of sake <laughs> inside? Well, when you finish That's that where bottle. That's the secret is. Exactly. Right? You got to finish the bottle to find out between one empty bottle with two another, which one actually yeah. holds more weight. Mm -hmm. No, but definitely we really like the way it's designed. And yeah, it's obviously really nice. The way it, uh, it comes out too. It's, it's really distinct compared to most sake bottle. Yeah, it is still a 750 milliliter bottle though. So oh, yeah. you're definitely getting all your you're sake in there. And, and once again, I mean, it's a, a serving size right there. Our price really nicely <laughs> for those who are, you know, buying domestically. How much is the G Joy sake? About twenty bucks retail. Yeah, that's still really wow. good. Yeah. So, and these guys here um, are really kind of making their way too as as like a, a mixer for cocktails. So mm -hmm. that's one of the things that makes sake kind that. of very yeah. uh, versatile. Is not only is the spectrum crazy big, right? You've got the umami side, and now you've got the fruity floral. You know, even the sweeter. Um, uh, expressions over here, but then you've got using that alcohol content. Now you've got kind of a base for for some mixers that's that has its own really nice, pleasant profile to add on, you know, with something else. So um, really cool, really versatile, really and you know, this is this is one of our our best sellers that we have, and um, that gets you you can feel it, right? Like yeah, definitely it's like. I want to say it's like Bernie, but I felt it like get super warm as soon as yeah. I like drank it. That's my favorite thing about the G Joy actually. It's just uh, you definitely feel it after, but mm -hmm. as you're drinking it, it's so smooth that if yeah. we didn't say it was 18%, you probably wouldn't expect it to be actually yeah. a higher alcohol content beverage. No, I will say, I think I had this sake when it first started coming out. I don't know how many years, five years ago, six, more than that? Oh, Less it's than that? going on closer that. to 10 yeah, actually. Yeah. 10. Okay. Yeah. So I had it a lot, a long time ago and I feel like it tastes better now than it did back then. That's it's different. It yeah. is different. So I feel like these years of experimentation with different yeast koji and aging methods have helped turn this into an American <laughs> sake masterpiece. Right? There we go. Right? Shout out shout out to the brewery. Shout out to right. Greg. Shout out to Greg, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Never yeah. stops experimenting. It, it could have been my palate was not as good back then, but it does feel like I remember having it before and thinking, okay, this is okay, but now I'm drinking it and like, oh, this is comparable to a lot of the good sake I've had. Yeah. So no. So either you're improving which is or, great. Or I'm improving. Or your palate's just <laughs> dulled to a point where everything Don't is say smooth, that. you know? Yeah, you <laughs> no, so, he's definitely improving. Uh, we have yeah. one of the coolest brewers, um, I would say. Greg is, he's a... Uh, oh, Greg, yeah. does he ride a skateboard and have sunglasses and wear hat I mean, backwards? there's so many different definitions of cool <laughs> and like he doesn't slide into that one per se, <laughs> yeah. but he's just hyper, he's like hyper into his craft and his craft traditionally actually is as a scientist, right? So like... Yeah. He's, he looks at this with a different kind of trained eye. He sees this as... And that's the G in, in Chisake. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Greg. it's Greg. It's Greg. A lot of people actually thought that, right? Because yeah. his, signature, his signature used to be on the back of the uh, bottle, right? Yeah. And so be like, oh, G's for Greg. And yep. it's like, 
I'm sure deep down he was like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so yeah. Much. <laughs> Greg Socket. But he, he was actually just nominated as off. a uh, James Beard um, semifinalist. award semifinalist. So, you know, he's starting to get a little more recognized for yeah. what, for what he's doing, and it's well deserved. He uh, he continually makes things better, and um, he's also very open to working with um, our Japanese partners as well. So we've got another gentleman named Teru who's from Hakusuru Brewing of Japan who's come in, and you know they work in tandem, and you know knock ideas off each other's heads and you know maybe one day we'll see a, a t on there for taylor <laughs> <laughs> or like a gt here we go <laughs> yeah on there but um yeah no it's it's really cool stuff and again it comes down to this those micro adjustments can make all the difference and i'm guessing that over the years um those micro adjustments have have yielded a much better product for you out of the two brewmasters who is the 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 true master. the jesse pinkman and who is the heisenberg oh greg's the heisenberg yeah, i mean yeah. you can sure. yeah yeah can. actually um, if you put greg in that hat he would look like heisenberg yeah. <laughs> that's how i imagined bit. him yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh. we should buy him a like a, should, a yeah. pontiac aztec and get him all around him <laughs> that'd be that'd be awfully nice yeah, yeah. i don't think a couple of those hubcaps <laughs> will have to come off yeah, too no. just for that yeah. the windshield we gotta go in and just bust it up a bunch and like greg we're gonna need this to have just a slight and, blue and all the sake is made inside in of a trailer yeah. out in the desert right yeah. so that's that's the other high desert thing. in oregon yeah we do oh definitely out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure so i'm i'm still tasting baby um you're tasting I, baby. Wait, 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 wait. We gotta back I up. I am a tasting that. baby. Okay. okay. I am not tasting. <laughs> that is not on <laughs> the like, list, Michael. I'm not tasting baby <laughs> flavor. Gonna, but but now that you mention that part it, part out. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Um, leave it in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah leave it in, Jamal. Uh, but I put this as earthy and then dry. That's the quadrant I put it in. Okay. Am I okay. wrong? You're not right? far off. No, it's definitely no got there's that. No right. For, oh, that's that's exactly what we were saying. When we say like you're meant to have fun with this, like truly to down to its essence, there is no wrong answer. Um, disclaimer, please no trolling. But uh, mm-hmm. but if you really just want to like have fun with it, like there is no wrong answer. And like what I feel like tastes like apple to me may not be what feels like tastes like apple to you. You know. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a answer key so to speak to this thing um but to your to your point yeah we do mean for this to be a little bit more on the dry side uh it's a plus three oh we didn't even talk about smv so we can we can cut that part but it's a little bit more on the dry side uh and uh it's meant to be a little bit more on that not too earthy but you definitely pick up a little bit of a umami on the back end so mm-hmm. i i agree with you on, on a lot point. of a lot of people detect a bit of a spice to it mm-hmm. on the end which yeah, I, think I think that's what i was lends it to sure. a little bit of a warm finish mm-hmm. and so yeah i would i would put mine right around there it's not overly I'm not Sweet. sure, and I'm gonna have to try a little and bit more. You know, when you're unsure, you just keep it pouring, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, to me, and this is like philosophical and super dorky, um, but you yeah, never get dorky on this podcast. Your takes on sake, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I've listened to a few. That's why I like it. You know, <laughs> let me dork out with you guys. It's like a dream for me. Um, this your your perceptions of sake is really kind of a culmination of some of like the experience that you had, right? Because there are only four ingredients. So anything that we say here is kind of made up, right? Like this is you making associations to what you know. A lot of people don't list lychee as a flavor profile because- They've never had lychee in their life before. had mm-hmm. lychee, right? Yeah. Like you just don't Everybody. know. So. <laughs> no? <laughs> I love lychee. Yeah, it's good. I mean, well, one of these next ones, you know, I'm looking for some lychee. <laughs> okay. No. Um, but so like, don't, yeah, don't feel bad or anything like that because the only thing consistent about 
sake to you is your perception of it, right? So if you fill this in a certain way, then you know Genchus tend to be like this a little bit or whatever. Like this is this is helping you find those those sake that you really like and just like facilitating that journey for you because I have a go-to wine that I drink when I, you know, when I have dinner and that's because I've gone through and I've tasted a bunch of wine and I like this one for this particular thing. Now I have sakes that serve that same exact purpose. So um, don't feel bad, my little rice grain. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I did before, but now I feel good. All right, you because should. you said that. You should feel good. And I would have put my dot pretty this close. Is like, this is yeah. like basically the brewmaster pep talking to his ingredients before the thing is processed. Yeah. You yeah. will do great. Is that part of it? Grain. Like a visualization <laughs> that you like project yeah. your feelings into <laughs> you the like rice? You like leave and then you're like, oh crap, I forgot my jacket. And you go back in and there's there's Greg standing there just like... Just praying over just the like, batch. Just please Trying God. to kiss it. And <laughs> like, just... Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to earn this explicit badge just, that much. Just but, yeah. hugging, yeah, just hugging a little bit of gray inside tank. of every yeah. mm-hmm. of every badge. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Greg, if you do so listen good. to this, we love that's, you, man. That's you're, the you're awesome. In this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mad props to Greg. But, so, but yeah, so back to this whole thing is just really meant to if you have no idea where to start when it comes to tasting sake, right? This kind of aids you to kind of nudge you along as you explore on your journey. And what you make of it really is up to you. Yes, sir. So, so sake kind of more... I feel like we should do that the more you know. Philosophical <laughs> tasting thing, more so than like, you know, like whenever you watch wine tasting people on TV, they're like, mm, this is has, you know, floral and it has fig and it has... Yeah. wine tannins and that's like the law well like they just laid down the law on wine in in some ways they do because those are just pure facts of the the winemaking process right like we did make this wine in these we did age in these barrels or we did use this type of grape so if you if you need to like identify that then that's your job but it's not really like that here i mean yeah. you can just come out and say that people who drink wine are assholes it's fine <laughs> I mean, I haven't met them all, but my 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 sample size is not. <laughs> People who drink sake are fun and accept you for whoever you are. Yeah, so, I think so. There's just yeah. a different vibe to it, and I think it's one that I've really kind of like come to identify as like my my beverage. I wanted it to be beer for me, but it's like it's so bloating to me. That's like two beers in, I'm like I'm done, but I'm yeah. also like not where I want to be right now. Um, you know, I, I often feel kind of sick after I drink beer, like it'll give me migraines or I'll get a hangover really quickly. But with sake, for some reason, I can just drink as much as I want and I never get hangover. I never get sick. Old, Is there a reason yeah. behind that? There's an old Japanese proverb. Mm-hmm. And that is, and oh, please enlighten us. Sake is the best medicine. <laughs> I just read that online uh, last week. So it must be true. It has to be true. Um, no, it's <laughs> that was, that was from you know the, we've the, been talking the, the unmade sequel of uh, yeah. of uh, what's that, what's that Robin Williams film Patch Adams? Yeah, it's uh, the unmade yeah. sequel of Patch Adams, <laughs> Patch Adams Two: Back to the Sake Brewery. Yeah. Oh, Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, I'd remember. watch that. Um, <laughs> Let's reanimate him. Yeah. I know. Now that the the, the technology is there, we really can. I mean, yeah. you got Wolverine fighting Wolverine lately. It's true. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so sorry. 
No, oh, it totally didn't happen. How can you have not seen it? Are, are you Definitely. talking about it's been out for like a week? What are we talking about? Nothing. Um, well, we've been talking a lot about what's kind of how what's simple about sake, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's four ingredients. So that kind of rings true. Rings true with we can't talk about like health benefits or rejuvenation kind mm -hmm. of things. Like that's just. It's good for Whatever. your liver, probably. Like, yeah, it's great, like great how it, for that. How it cured your cancer. Yeah, yeah, so that's really unfortunate, right? Because it's like we're sitting on a gold mine, but because it's mm -hmm. alcohol, you can't really use it that way. Um, no, but <laughs> less is more, like, is, is kind of yeah. what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you're talking about sake, you're talking about no sulfites. That's know, why I don't get sick. Gluten-free. We figured it out. That's right. Yeah. So I don't get migraines. Yeah, things like that. And it's, you know, the less you have in there to kind of like yeah. mess with yourself, um, I think the better you're just going to feel. Like if there's alcohol in there, you drink too much of it, you know, you're, you're going to feel real good. For a time being. <laughs> <laughs> but the morning after, who knows, right? It could be a mixed bag. And that's, but, and that's really why. But there's a lot of things. You take advantage of the $16 bottle and you just never stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you get that 10% discount at Safeway by buying six bottles. Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, you get man. that. that like, Such good life advice happening right <laughs> yeah. now. You take their, what do they have those, those, those Never packs so, where uh -huh. you pile in like six wine mm -hmm. bottles? And if you if you put four in here, you get 15% off. But if you fill it up with six, you know, we're going to give you 25% off. Oh, and you new. just test yeah. it and you're like, I put sake in this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Try me. You know, mm. and just go with that. that. Okay, no sulfites. That's that's good to know. That's mm -hmm. like, that's that's a big one. For for all, all three of you who also get migraines, like, Sulfates trigger that shit real good. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot of bleeping in this episode. Drink and more uh, sake. Yeah. Well, we, really tag. we don't need to bleep nothing. Uh, we, we don't need to bleep, past, though. Shit. <laughs> that, that, was so, that was so natural, Michael. Wow. <laughs> there it is. I'm good wow. at swearing I really a curse. Like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. But that's, that's really okay. good enough. Sulfates. Yeah. And then sulfate, they also have something to do with hangovers. Maybe? There is uh, like acidity, things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's very low, like in acidity. Yeah, it's so, also low, like exactly. It's lower in acidity compared to wine in most cases. Not always, but in most cases. And so, so you're not going to get that acid reflux. Exactly, so. exactly. Less, mm -hmm. less burning feeling. Yeah. Um, actually, one of our import partners, my family, has like a kick-ass slogan that we don't really promote it as much here, mm -hmm. but I feel Let's like I should it. let you guys yeah. know. Mm -hmm. uh, in Japanese, it goes something like, uh, it means you know it's good sake when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's just, they are so confident <laughs> in their product. They're like, you can have a ton of this stuff hey God, you're and you guy. are not yeah. going to have a problem with it in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I think that definitely speaks to volumes of um, not only just the alcoholic beverage, but the way that people are enjoying it. You know, it's just like you're finding something that works for your palate and also for your body. Right. And uh, even though it's a com relatively new category in terms of the U.S. market share, if you like it, like definitely, you know, follow SakeSunday.com. Like, you know, try to dig as much of, out of this whole thing as you can. Like, you know, this might be your go to like drink of choice from here on out. You never know. You know? Yeah. I've right. definitely been like converted. He's, a, he's a fresh that. convert yeah. and uh, he's loving it. Like my whole family, we I brought a case of sake over for Christmas. Like, OK, well, I'm going to. Good son. Yeah. I'm gonna mm -hmm. have, have. Or is it just is it just myself. yours? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh, is it because you, know, you had to go home and you're they, like, they I need went to through drink. the whole thing. <laughs> like, oh my god. It was Thanksgiving, <sighs> so you got to bring back a lot of alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. So it's just you give it a try, and that's kind of like again what we're trying to do is like just broaden the category. Um, we're gonna do the Asian pair next, but um, 
just kind of broaden the awareness yeah. and have people start having some good experiences with it because we're starting to get some really good stuff out here. And uh, we know we're brewing good stuff, so people are going to find it. But generally, I mean, the people that try sake generally have a good premium sake experience and they go and tell people about it. And we're noticing that in, in the growth. So yeah. it's good. Like okay. I, just, just through this process, like I've become a big fan. Like I, I, I've drank a lot of different kinds of sake in Japan. And like, especially like I enjoy like non-pasteurized stuff in Japan because it's easier to get there than here. I don't think I've seen much non-pasteurized here. Yeah. But uh, like that's always been great, but I've never had really good experiences in America and this is definitely like just sitting here in the office around a, a conference table drinking sake in front of microphones. It's like my best America sake experience and it definitely rivals, rivals anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. We got oh, you on a, a good time, you know. It's mm -hmm. Friday, St. Patrick's Day. Like, oh, who is it? Thought, you know? Oh, that's right. It is not sake Sunday, unfortunately. It's not, but. Yeah. And we'll how did you choose Sunday, Sunday instead of Saturday? And it's got to be an alliteration, probably, but why not sake yes. Saturday instead of sake right. Sunday? This is. A sensitive subject, all right? <laughs> Good. I was seriously, I wanted, I wanted Sake Saturday so bad. Mm -hmm. But then our sales guys were like, okay, well, a lot of our other places are already doing events. So we have to think about this on a few different levels, right? So this is marketing me talking. And um, so we have to think about what people are doing at home. And then we also have to think about what people are doing on premise at their restaurants and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, the fact is, is that through their experience, they say, a lot of our, our restaurant partners and clients are already having Saturday events. So if you mm. want Sake Saturday to catch on, you're going to have to supplant whatever they're already doing on Saturday, right? But beer Saturday is an alliteration. Beer. Why would they even? I know. It's kind of dumb. You know, it's I, I get it. You guys want to get into the Catholic church market. Oh, <laughs> oh big time. <laughs> Separate the you, wine. Yeah. He's quick. He picked it up right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, we were trying is, to say it without saying it. You got it. The blood of God. What were we talking you about for it. April Fool's <laughs> idea was like we were going to replace sake moto with all of like the <laughs> the wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, in churches and, and that would be that would be the big story. So anyways, like. Um, that was kind of what it came down to. I'm still a little bit salty about it because I want that Saturday real bad. Mm -hmm. um, but Sunday actually does does have a nice alignment for us because, um, and we just talked about it, that kind of like the, the body impact, like, hey, y'all can drink this on a Sunday and feel fine on a Monday. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm -hmm. exactly. so, I mean, that's just kind of like, we would never say that like I just did. But... In an ad or something, but really, it's like that's that's it's a kind of a fun way to think about it. Is like, hey, I'm recovering from the Friday Saturday maybe, or mm -hmm. maybe just the Saturday, but I've still got dinner plans. I still got some stuff to serve. Um, this is the perfect choice if I didn't do that, unfortunately, on Saturday and Friday. So, yeah. Plus, what else happens on a Sunday? Football, Football. Mm -hmm. sake, church, sake, Sunday drive. Sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else? Golden Corral. Not sake. so much the drive, I would say, but <laughs> wrestling. Kristen is telling me wrestling happens. Well, what kind of wrestling? Like Brahma Bull wrestling, like The Rock. Like the pro type. <laughs> the Rock, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like That's the, the only one like I know we too. Like that cool and cool real yeah. wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys got to oh. get into like the WWE pay-per-view market. Yeah. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. big. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's legit. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, you talk about watching football, 
with G Joy, a little pizza, all that kind of a stuff. Bottle I mean, of G Joy in your hand mm-hmm. and a pizza in your other hand, and it's plus, perfect. you know, I, mean, I know we're getting off on a, hand, on a tangent yeah. here, but say like you know you're on a diet and you're like, oh, I drink a bunch of beer all the time, and you know, beer is kind of bloaty. It's kind of it's like drinking bread, right? Yeah, what's what's basically. the carb? I don't know about that. I got I mean, eating eating rice. Eating rice I is do. also like drinking bread. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, like, what is the carb? What do the carbs look like? And right, yeah. it's not good. People who are I'll yeah, say that. no, it's it's not it's not like a liter or anything. I think it's just a little bit above wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it is from I don't care. It's right. A little yeah. bit. Of, well, not a little bit, but you do get um, fair amount of residual sugar from the yeah. brewing process. But yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, it every every alcohol has its pros and cons right red wine some people love that but it has sulfites like you were talking yeah. like coach was talking about beer some people love i love beer but like mike was saying it does get bloaty for a lot of people sake you know it's smooth it's easy going um for a lot of people they find it's easy on their body but it does have a little bit of that residual sugar in there you know you can't you can't have them all unfortunately but uh i gotta this is talking about one of our um you know friendly feuds in the office that we have all the time. Like, I actually love the idea of sake sundae because it just, it brings that versatility. It doesn't seem very friendly, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, we straight yeah. up, we straight the, up. The daggers that are being. In, in the office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Um, You're wrong. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, it's also because like. What about like sake Sabbath or. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that which goes could be Saturday or like entirely. <laughs> could be right? Saturday or Sunday, depending on the religion. I would That's just like true. it to be yeah. like a kanpai weekend and just call it good, you mm. know. Kanpai kayobi, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm just full of ideas. There now. you go. This is crazy. Yeah. It's coming off. Yeah. So what do you guys? Think? Okay, so we're gonna. Okay, we're, let's get to. Let's, are we drinking so this one? Now? We're, Should we kanpai this one too? Let's do it. Yeah. We'll kanpai this one, but this is kanpai kayobi. Mark it down before I hear anyone's opinions. That's right. That's right. That's right. I gotta move. Holy so crap, this I is smell the pear. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this oh, is very. But there's, no, but there's no pear in here. No. Actually, it's banana. Brand. Well, okay. But there's here's bananas. The so we do. We brew three, three brands, mm-hmm. and that is Momoka, which we have the diamond, the G. We have the Joy and the the G50, and then now we have Moonstone. So this is um, kind of sounds an like a Zelda item. I love it. <laughs> moonstone. Oh, so we have we should take we, advantage of that. Zelda so finds the moonstone or whatever, and it's an Asian pear. Mm-hmm. But it's um, these are flavor infused. Shoot. This is hard. Um, sake. Not super so. sweet. Pretty fruity. I put okay. Right. I put a I put a fruity yeah. floral, and did then I, I the put I put a sweet. Jack. <laughs> that is super hey, wrong. That's actually I'm with you. I didn't mark mine yet, so I'm kind of lying. But here, what about I me, think, sir? I think you might have seen my and answer. Mine. And you, you you looked over you here so and you copied me. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Cool. This one's a little that's bit like on the on the drier side, but I think it finishes dry. But again, it's it's got that sweetness as well, and that's. What you're finding there is um, oh, this one's so good. These ones we do mm-hmm. add a natural flavor to it. Okay. So this is the one I'm most interested to get your your thoughts on mm-hmm. here is because you know you're definitely going for a very direct flavor expression, right? With this. So this one is less up to open interpretation, right? It literally says Asian pear on the bottle, right? It does, yeah. And that's the goal. Now, of course, there's a base sake there, and this is silver, right? So, um, Momokawa silver is a little bit on the drier side, a little bit pear, melon, apple, um, but it's in the same family as the diamond and the Momokawa, right? Mm-hmm. So what they do is they add a, a natural flavoring to it to give it this pronounced Asian pear flavor and aroma. 
And um, so this is this is a style that's kind of it seems like it's growing um, within the category. And um, some companies are really doing some interesting stuff with it. Like we've had these for quite a while now, and some say that we are one of the very first, actually. I, I believe for sure in the U.S., but possibly um, one of the first kind of worldwide to to do this concept, right? And now we're starting to see some things where they're doing flavor infusions and adding carbonation or even like jellies on the inside. I, I think you tried them, right? At, yeah, the, yeah. at the sake fest this year. How, how does Greg feel about that? Did when when marketing team was like, we need you to add flavors to these sake. Uh, and did Greg just like start crying? And, like, no, like I don't that, think he... that commercial with the Native American looking at litter, just like a tear <laughs> comes down his eye. <laughs> I, I will say this is really good. I, 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 I do but, like this one a lot. But it is it is very different. And like some people would probably be like, you know. Right. Yeah. What, this is, this what, is what where you get this? that whole um, taking a good product for what it yeah. is versus the purist side of things. Right. Uh, it's um, like, yeah. Yeah. The, a purist would be like, well a good sake should be good on its own. Yeah. You have I was going to say, this doesn't hit me like, you know, if you have like strawberry wine or if you have something that's like kind of tastes like fruit juice and you're like, oh, this just tastes kind of like, like It's like making like a sushi me that way, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's kind of like the real, the regular thing, but what did you do It's just this? like a little yeah. hint. Yeah. It's but it's not, good. It's not it's good. like, it's doesn't not punch you in the face with the pear. It's mm-hmm. not a... It's very subtle. It's and not, that that's yeah. actually, you guys are right on point with what we're trying to do with this, that in the end of, you know, the drink, you want to know that you're still drinking sake, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, the, the pear is a nice, like, added element to it, but it's not like you're thinking you're drinking, right. it, you know, some artificial juice mm-hmm. with alcohol infused in it all yeah. of a sudden. It, it right? almost feels like, because, like, you know, you drink sake, and sometimes it does have a natural pear flavor mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. It feels like an, a little bit, you've just gone one step further. It's not like there's, you know, artificial pear juice. It's not like a Kool-Aid burst with alcohol yeah, in it. That's right. Yeah. right, it's, right. Not, it's not like, what's that alcohol that, uh, I don't know. Momokawa jungle juice is up next. <laughs> <laughs> jungle juice. Dude. Wow, you just took me back about 15 years. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, wait, not that much. <laughs> no, there's that way. Almost um, two. Ten years. Ten years. So, yeah, through that, we've, we basically yeah. kind of toured <laughs> our three, you know, homegrown brands. So... Moonstone has uh, a few different ones, and then we're going to try a Momokawa one here in a bit. Do you want to do the Nigori now? Usually you end with the Nigori because it's it has a bit of that sweeter, uh, yeah. more kind of like luscious do it right, I think. Uh, okay. profile. So um, what we want to do is actually kind of introduce you to some of the um, the effects that heat can play with sake. Because oh. I think you know a lot of people have had hot sake. Or maybe yeah. nobody's had hot sake, but I think a lot of people have because that's have. a good way to mask really bad sake. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. that, no, that's like that's a tried and true fact. That's a, that's yeah. a legit statement, yeah. right there, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it's also a way to kind of enhance um, some of the qualities nice. in a sake as well. I'm excited for and that. And so um, we're really excited to show you some of these. Um, a couple of import sake that we have, um, Suisen Shuso's uh, Kibo, mm-hmm. our little. Do um, my sake and a cute little bottle right with a fish on it. Hope in a can, and, and uh, also uh, lots of MSG um, as well. Which this is it's from Iwate. This is a big this one's favorite. from Iwate. Yeah, Sweet yeah. Sense from Iwate, yeah. and this one is from Kasumi in Kobe. Yeah. Nice. And this Kobe. is like sake nerd sake. Like this is so you're, you're, you're super work, into it. You're working with Kobe a lot. How often do you have to work with the yakuza? You know. The <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about the expense of bringing sake here. Uh-huh. You know. I mean, I'm kind of not joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I don't 
know how if you can't talk about it. I don't know if it, I'm at liberty to talk about just, it. Just, no. yeah. just shake your pinky if, if this is something you can't. Oh, my God. Where is your pinky? Okay, so <laughs> part of me thinks that Jack is Yakuza spying on us. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jack. Dude, you're a freak. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, because when, when we get into disagreements, it's like, I'll turn around and there's like a, a shuriken in the freaking wall. <laughs> and now I'm just like walking away without even looking yeah, at it. Yeah, and, and he's uh-huh. like pretending to trip over the garbage can. <laughs> yeah, like, like without like a, a Jar Jar Binks yeah. sort of thing, <laughs> know. you know? Mm-hmm. Then this like, oh. is just basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're only still alive because I'm allowing you. Misa Jack, Misa Silly, <laughs> Gorgon. <laughs> Gungan? Gungan. Gungan. Gorgon, he's a Medusa. Okay. I, I think I'll look into his eyes. <laughs> I think I combined Zelda, David. Gogans, Gorons, Gorons, and and Gorgons. and Gungans, Gungans from Star Wars. Yeah. And I that's where Medusas come from when Medusa. the Gorons and the Gungans yeah, that's, that's make, where, uh, make a sweet love. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's where uh, the uh, the Aphrodite came up with that idea. No, yeah, uh, I forget. <laughs> yeah, Homer. That's where Homer came up with the yeah. idea. Of the Gungans. The Gungans. Definitely all true. Gorgons? Historically yeah. speaking, these are yeah. all facts. Yeah. These are all facts. So we need to, so next thing we gotta do is heat heat up, heat some stuff up. What we wanna do is uh kinda showcase you uh how, you know, there's that stigma about hot sake, right? But actually done well. And with sakes that are brewed with being consumed warm in mind to begin with, it mm-hmm. can actually be an awesome experience. And to not knock anything away from, you know, consuming it chilled or at room temperature, we're going to have like, kind of like a cold versus hot of the same sake experience. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a taste. So we're going to start with, uh, yeah, I do believe. fundamentally changes with the heat. We have two of these uh, little keyboard guys lying around. So if this one runs out, we do have more. Start with you, Mr. Mr. McLean. Do we, and need, it is, do we need to get the heater started for you guys? Uh, we'll we'll kind of go is through. It, has it been going this? It hasn't oh. been going yet. Okay, we can take have a break. You, have you left a heater on? Uh, oh, we can take in yeah, the office. I, I do. I do think it's a good. Uh, take good a break. Thing. Do okay. a little sound effect like. Cool. So we're gonna take a break, which I've never gotten to say on the show. We're gonna we're gonna try this sake first. What's your what's your commercial break music? We don't have commercials. We don't have commercials. David's got to sing a song. Yeah, this episode was brought to you by. Audible.com. <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace. If you need to make an internet, it's the best mattress that you can underwear. Squarespace.com. Yeah. Jamal is informed us that we don't have to have a commercial. Yeah, because we don't Which have Which is no, news to me. No one wants to sponsor us. I think this is way better anyways. So. Well, eventually, we're going to sponsor ourselves. That's the plan. So. Yeah. How much does that sponsorship run? Oh, I don't know. Asking for a friend. It's kind of... Asking for a friend with Yakuza money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now he has a Yakuza money. Well, no, I don't know. It's, this show is brought uh, to you by Robot Restaurant, not run by Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the show is brought to you by our developer, Viet, not part of the Yakuza. <laughs> All right, let's heat okay, this thing up. We're going to take that break. Let's, All right. Let's take, oh, are we going to try this sake, though? This uh, cold sake before it gets hot? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. okay. We're going to taste this, go. and then we'll take a break. All right. Come come by. We. It does taste fishy. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. Doesn't it? I think I think the image on the can is giving you that idea. I so don't, don't know. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at the fish don't on the label. Don't look at the fish on the label. How did you say it, though? I mean, it's a good fishy. 
But it does. This does have it's like more a fatty that tuna, like more like umami, umami taste. Umami is what I'm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't it has, taste like it fish. It has a bit but... of like a, a brothiness. Mm -hmm. um, we That's describe some of these things as being meat a little broth bit like in a, here. a brand. I thought you were joking, okay. but yeah. You were going to get that meat broth? Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to yeah. go with a little bit of uh, dry and earthy on this one. I'm going to go with that too because you said it. Nice. For sure. There you go. As long as you're not tasting babies on this, it's all good. No, but I think you're you are spot on. Like there's there's definitely yeah. that bit of, um, mm -hmm. and I I say fishy taste in the most loving way because I love, love fish taste. Mm -hmm. I love fish sauce. Yeah, yeah. That and some ramen things like that. Yeah, I'm getting hungry now too. This is gonna oh, be problematic. We, we can we help you out next. Umami time. No, but um, mm. so this one Might definitely uh, this one actually speaks uh, really closely to our sincerity to work with um. Japan and respecting tradition and sake brewing and all that because um, everybody knows about the earthquake and tsunami disaster back in 2011. Mm -hmm. Well, Susan Shuzo uh, in Iwate um, was one of the victims. Their brewery actually got completely wiped out oh. by the tsunami mm, and uh, seven brewers um, actually lost their lives wow. in the process. And uh, well, through the help of the government and their you know, unrelenting spirit, they were able to rebuild and uh, a different city and get back into the business of producing good sake. And well, Kibo literally means hope, right? And through this collaboration, Sake One, this is our effort to you know, bring that hope that Susan Shuzo is still very much strong and alive and making good stuff, bring that spirit from Japan all the way to the States. So, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it has one of the better backstories um, you know, in our entire portfolio that's there. but. Um, you know, I think this is just such a perfect uh, product to, for them to produce because it, it, it travels kind of around so well and it just kind of like connects you to whatever you're doing. And I, I'll carry this like in my backpack and we'll be hiking out or whatever in the gorge and stuff like that. And no matter what temperature is, and I think you guys will find it's very enjoyable. You can just have it warmed, you know, by kind of like whatever you're doing, your body non-refrigerator, mm -hmm. or you can set it into you know, a creek or whatnot that you camped out next to, and like, it's good, right? And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite products that we have, and it's, it's one of the most, I feel like, complex as well. So um, I just think it's, it's, it's just very unique. Definitely speaking to like, just the, not to mention the fact that it's easy to care. <clears throat> carrier like it's like a little can size. Oh yeah, it's in a can. Yeah, but for um, listeners who can't see, it's in a small. It's can. in a can that's like the size of a V8. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, V8. Yes. A V8 tomato juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what if you what if you swap the tomato juice can with this, or if you do half and half? It would be terrible because it's V8. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. As, okay, long, so. as long as you give me the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. But what we um what we discovered just through tasting and you know trying to come up with a good theme with the product is that, like David said, it travels well. And uh, through the, the body profile, like if you imagine they have like some trail mix to go with this, it mm -hmm. actually is really good. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so this is kind of like our unofficial like outdoorsy brand. You know, take it to the beach, take it to the mountains, you know. Beef take jerky sounds good with this? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, for right. sure. When we do tastings with it, it's with uh, nut mixes and beef jerky. Yeah. Nice. I'm a Somalier, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're you're there. Where's the stamp? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it easier to become a We're Somalier? We're gonna just hand you the certificate then. after this. Like you're good to go. I think you'll be able to book a class much easier because it's not yeah. popular. But <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it's a fun thing to go through though, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, 
I don't know. I drink all kinds of sake. But really, just start off by just drinking all kinds of sake. Yeah. And, you know, learning little bits here and there, finding, you know, your way in the Googles or and whatever place you, you want to learn from. And, and yeah, like wine sommeliers, they have to, like, name the ingredients that are in there. But, like, for sake, there's only four ingredients. So yeah. you can just be like, oh, yeah, it has... Uh, Mm, the taste of rice and uh steam rice gonna get you points every time yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna definitely. pass this you test. can't go wrong with that I, i've already uh, forgotten the other rice three flour, it has definitely. fermentation this yeah. one has Fungus? Uh, some water quality you want to say koji yeah you want to say koji and fish <laughs> and some fish and banana bread yeah. <laughs> 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 throw in a spice for you know cinnamon or dressing on top just a sprinkle of spice on there a little aniseed that Mike is super mm-hmm. familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those are always from his, uh, with from his baby because whoever is great in you. Like, oh, I've had a And then, and then the test. It's like it's like going to Evergreen State College, where it's just like you kind of, you kind of just uh, decide what you think is good, and everyone's like, "Yes, your opinion is important." And you showed up. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you self graded this sake perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're a sommelier. So you like you it. Go. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah? Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. This definitely has... It's very different. ...complex and rice. Well, especially having it right after the, the one with added pear flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh, it's, a, it's uh-huh. a big contrast to that one. So, you yeah, can... Maybe totally. either it's making it taste a lot different because of that contrast, or, or it is just very different, and I have a perfect palate. Yeah. You are ready to be a professional taster. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're already thinking about, like, I'm already how's there. my palate yeah. transitioning throughout this process? Nice. So. So remember yeah. what this tastes like. Um, we're gonna show you the warm version of this after. Yeah. And uh, cool. So we're gonna take a break to and amazed. we're gonna heat up this sake. We're gonna so tell you all about Squarespace. Squarespace. So listen to this advertisement. Jamal will make an advertisement. Goodbye. The Tofugu Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com for all your Oda Nobunaga ebook needs. Audible.com. And Squarespace.com, if you need to make an internet, it's the best mattress you can underwear. Yeah. All right. So we're back after warming up our sake. It's warm. Yeah. So you remember um, Kibo before. Mm-hmm. We're drinking it again, but We're drinking warm. it again, but this time it has been warmed. And most people notice quite a stark difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice now, I was say. hoping you might double over coughing because... What, part of what this does is it um, it really makes the the vapors, the aroma, kind of like mm-hmm. hit you much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really yeah. want you to cough and die, but um, this... Uh, no, but you're talking about... A a pro, lot of, you're a talking lot of, to a pro taster right here, mm-hmm. you know. Somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I know. I was, I was trying to, like, find your weakness a little <laughs> bit with this, but alas, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back to the bag of tricks, but... Yeah. Um, Try again. Bring some more. So it kind of smooths <laughs> it out, though, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that's kind of little known about sake is that when you heat it, it can fundamentally change the overall flavor. Now, we recommend doing sake that um, kind of falls under the spectrum more towards the umami or earthy style mm-hmm. sake. But um, really, anything could be potentially worth a shot. Ginjo's, it's, it's a longer shot. Like, if you go with that daiginjo, you're kind of wasting it at that point. But... So um, you're saying you, you could warm up anything, but it's going to be different. Yes. But if you warm up ginjo or daiginjo, you're kind of messing it up, kind of breaking the sake I mean, if, if, if the purpose is to have a better experience, it's just a, 
a longer shot that it's going to do something more positive for it than it would be if it was chilled. Mm -hmm. But again, everybody's got a different palette. Maybe you just want something warm. No harm in it. I mean, it's not going to make something taste awful, but it's, it's going to dole out maybe some of the more delicate pieces, especially for a Daiginjo, right? Like those are very, very known for um, these more subtle, gentle, yeah. these things yeah. that you really pay attention to that's going to make your experience amazing, but you really have to pay attention to in the first place to get them, right? It's and like a um, soft winter's kiss. Exactly. Or and that. you're just like destroying it. Or that purest, <laughs> yeah. of fresh morning dew that we're yeah. talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one in a million dew that you'll be able to find it's, in that one drop. It's like you're taking that, that, that sakura blossom that Ken Watanabe is looking up at and about to tell Tom Cruise that it's they're all so perfect and you're just crushing it in front of his <laughs> yeah. face. And then you end up While like Tom dies. Cruise on the floor just screaming, suck it! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. I, I did uh, notice that it's, it seems to bring out a little bit, like it started out pretty earthy and dry, but when you warmed it up, it, it brings out some sweet flavors at least for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i definitely get more enhanced kind of like that yeah. a little bit of a honey yeah honey notes to it and the well. ending gets a little bit spicier for me mm -hmm. partially because of the warmed up temperature but mm -hmm. that really brings that out a bit more um but yeah it's amazing right it's just how little like playing with the temperature really does yeah. to the the whole profile you, you didn't warm it up a ton too which is no no good. no and no. that's something that we definitely recommend is to warm it up gently so to speak yeah. you know don't yeah. boil the thing because that's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. you're not, you're yeah, not so, so how did good. you warm it up did you just pour it in a tea kettle and then just like <laughs> turn on the flames uh that's one way to do it if you're really quick with your snap reaction to turn it off at the right temperature <laughs> yeah. but um no we do it like if you have a pot um we recommend just boiling some water in it and then actually after it's boiled like take it off the heat off the stove and what have you and then let the bottle sit in the water Okay, um, so it's not actively on the flame. Right, right? so you're not right. like cooking it as it's being warmed up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, anything around um, 40 degrees above that, you're kind of trekking in a little dangerous waters there. Mm -hmm. But anything 40 or below, we get that slight warmth or a little bit warmed up. That's, that's, that's a good yeah. way to have it. Okay. Speaking of Celsius over here. Oh, that's right. My bad. Uh, whatever math was later can do the conversion <laughs> for me. <laughs> so 40 degrees oh, 40 Celsius. Celsius. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was yeah. thinking Fahrenheit. Okay, so 40 degrees yeah, Celsius, cold. whatever that is, <laughs> Fahrenheit. Um, but yeah, so this is definitely one way we love to enjoy sake, is just to play with a different temperature and see what, you know, what floats your boat. And we're going to move on real quick to the Kasumi, where um, this is also another versatile one that you can enjoy either hot or cold. We'll do the warmed version first so that we don't, it doesn't progressively get colder. Cool thing about this one is we're talking about two ends of the spectrum, right? You got that light floral fruity Ginjo Ka style, and you get that kind of brawn um, umami heavy style, right? Mm -hmm. This one is definitely more heavy on the umami, mm -hmm. and uh, but it's also dry. It's actually called Karakuchi, which mm -hmm. we translated to extra dry here in yeah. our, for our English label. Um, smell kind of hits you in the nose. Oh, like for a lot sure, harder. right? Yeah, right. So the nose, I get that definitely some uh, mm -hmm. some shiitake mushroom, and then. Mm -hmm. uh, Right. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm. And there's that banana bread, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that little bit, a little bit of bubble gum in there. I actually get banana bread a little bit in this mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Oh, for so, realsies? Mm -hmm. For realsies. A um, little bit of caramel. I think bananas are a joke. Brand. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> bananas yeah. are going extinct. I mean, I've never joked in my entire <laughs> life. Let me just set the yeah. record straight about banana bread. 
Not a single day in my life will I joke mm-hmm. about that. Okay. 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 That's the one okay. thing we can know is always serious. Yeah. I might be on an <laughs> island here, but I'm getting some steamed rice out of this. So. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I a little bit of water. Could, it's just me, probably. Mm-hmm. My bad. Um, I'll, I'll retract that one. But uh, <laughs> this one's really kind you of. Believe it. Don't don't retract it. <laughs> this one's a favorite of ours because um, they use a very um, kind of a laborious process when they're creating what they're mash, right? And it's called the Kimoto style. And it's gonna create lactic acid very naturally. And so that's kind of where you're you're kind of tasting that a little bit as well. And these styles are gonna end up being a little bit more towards the spectrum of kind of like the umami, but you'll notice this one still has some light florally type, you know, honey type characteristics to it. And so it becomes a very complex and you can kind of really feel the work that was put into it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you're saying like, oh, there's no real wrong, re- you know, right or wrong answers to when you're tasting these, but um, you sh- seasoned sake tasters should reasonably be able to detect certain brewing styles that would create um, perhaps this particular flavor profile. Kind of like right? general guidelines, you know, and then within that guideline, there are so many finer points that it's up to you to point out what you pick up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for example, yeah, like what David was saying, like a true to the heart Kimoto style shouldn't taste like a delicate flower. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that sort of that thing is where it differentiates from one style to the other. Um, during the break, we we're kind of chatting about food pairings for a little bit. This one is one of my favorites uh, because it goes really well with like heartier foods. Um, you can think about like hot pot, for example, like goes really well with nabe mm-hmm. or like a stew. I love it. You said hot pockets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my God. This I will mean, take that's your, your thing. <laughs> if you're hot pockets, hot pockets of course. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, a new experiment altogether on that any one. Any alcohol goes good with hot pockets. Whatever's going to mask that hot yeah. pocket. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah this would be great with nabe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would but yeah, but like nabe or stew um, and uh, grilled meats, for example, I really like it. And it's just, it's one of my favorite like food, like sake mm-hmm. to pair with food. Yeah. Should be like sukiyaki would be good. Oh, for sure. Oh, for man. sure. For I'm so sure. hungry now. Ramen. Yeah. yeah. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Food's getting kind of dinner food time. Clock. Um, but that's one of the, the areas where it's like becoming a little bit more knowledgeable and things like that is once you start to kind of see these styles, um, you can kind of direct your way when you're in a store or finding sake to other things that are like what you like. And so you can really start to dial it in. So once you know you like a Pinot Gris or something, you can you can sit in that style and find the one that you like absolutely like the most, right? But if you were to be given a Chardonnay or something else, then that's a completely different experience, right? Like, so it's not really helping you dial in what you really prefer. So these are these are really cool because when you see a Kimoto, like this is this is kind of like the traditional experience that you're gonna have with it. And so now you can feel more comfortable because a lot of what's not approachable about sake is just you've got these weird words that are out there that you've just never been exposed to. And once you kind of decipher all that stuff and know, then it's so much more inviting and approachable. Mm-hmm, so sure. if I see a Kimoto or like a Yamaha, which they're two very similar um, brewing processes, um, I, I take a, a closer look at it because, you know, I know that I like that style. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but yeah, so this is it warm. Now we'll try it on the, the colder side. So right, while we pour this, I, I do have one question. I, I haven't seen a lot of, uh, 
actually you're the first sake brewery that I've heard about or known about in America. How many, are there any other sake breweries in America? Uh, we can't give you the exact number for sure, but mm -hmm. we're counting probably roughly between eight and 10 uh, okay. with us included. Um, they're spread out all over. We got a few on the East Coast. You got uh, some on the South, like in Texas, you know, Third Coast, if you have it. Uh, West Coast is mainly where the action is happening. Obviously, you got us, mm -hmm. you know, the... <laughs> the, the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, yeah. The, the one. Hey, the I will say la this: creme. the we, uh, one and only. We yeah. go back to those four ingredients often, mm -hmm. right? Rice, water, koji yeast. We have the best water. Okay, so That's, I agree with that. I'm just gonna say yeah. that. Um, yeah. To that note, actually, um, California has no water, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bags are. So you, you got that. You got that advantage. But they have rice yeah. in California. Yeah. No, they do brew so, some good stuff yeah. in California. You could do a trade. Maybe we have a we have a pretty obvious um, regional and geographic advantage yeah. for sure. Water is um, so important. And the mm, reason right, why yeah. our brewery is where it is is precisely because of the water. Yeah. And we like the quality of it so much that we couldn't imagine ourselves being anywhere else. Um, but yeah, but Oregon's also only, I think the only place that grows wasabi in America is because that right? of the water. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Coast. It's also why Afuri, the, yeah. the ramen chain came here because of the pH of the water. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. perfect. Are oh, you talking about so. Afuri? Yeah. 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 So we've got some good water. Apparently. For sure. And Nestle wants to come here and take all of our water. Shout yeah. out to Afuri. So, Thanks for uh, so fuck that. <laughs> all that great work that you're doing. Bring yeah. that awesome ramen and izakaya food. Yeah, yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the best. No way shout to out to Nestle trying to steal all the food. So, okay. so we got some cold. So yeah, okay. so this is definitely on the colder cold. side. And first, you'll notice how everything is a little bit calmer. Yeah, doesn't pop out as much. A little bit drier. But um, no, what I like it when I have it colder is that the after. It's like completely different sake exactly, now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Entire different experience. Mm -hmm. And how cool is that, right? It's yeah. the same. It comes from the same bottle, mm -hmm. the same juice. Yeah. It's when just, it was hot, it was like Vikings were charging down my throat. It was like very hearty. <laughs> it was like it was. Man. I mean, it was good. It's very invigorating. Oh my god, like for honor style. Is that is one was like <laughs> archer phrasing? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, bad phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't come by. That's why I asked. Come by, come by. Yeah, come by. It was very. Uh, yeah, it's a different yeah. it's a different experience, and especially yeah. if you're talking about no, like, the effervescent piece of it. Um, again, adding heat to it will enhance those vapors coming off, and you know it can give you that first little ooh, putting this know, right in the center. And that's what mm -hmm. gets you with like the run of the mill lower quality table socket when you like they mm -hmm. always have it hot. It's just that you know that initial hit isn't always the most welcoming thing when mm -hmm. you want to have a sip of alcohol, right? But uh, hopefully we've demonstrated to you guys with these two, um, you know, the Kibo and the uh, Kasumi Extra Dry. It's just that done right. And with like, these are like purposely yeah. brewed yeah. to be versatile. They could mm -hmm. be consumed cold or hot. It's actually like an amazing experience. Yeah, and I, w I wouldn't even call it hot. It's just kind of warm. Right. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of mistakes that people make is they make it really hot and you drink it, you're like, you know, like the, mm -hmm. my yeah. tongue is yeah, burning. It's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> Hot tea or They're something. Like yeah. Hot tea, so yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Not yeah. That. yeah. It's That's like kind of lukewarm, I'd say. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not That's super hot. It's a big yeah. difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, and no knock on, you know, um, restaurants and servers, because I'm sure they're working hard and whatnot. But there, there are, you know, <laughs> restaurants that are really knowledgeable and they peck it down to just the right temperature. Mm -hmm. And we just wish that training was more ubiquitous, where, you know, if you serve sake, you're training your staff to know what's a good temperature to serve it at. Yeah. And I think that just does the whole category a huge favor. Um, yeah. Because even table sake, as we've experienced, can be good if the heating is done correctly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just baby steps. Like we're we're just kind of helping people scratch the surface, mm -hmm. and then you know the training across the board will get better, and people will realize that hey, there's an entire heating spectrum that you know you can you could train folks on how to serve it and what's best for. So right now, um, sake companies really aren't even delving that deep because they just want people to like know the style mm -hmm. and you know the basic information about it, but. If you could ever get it to the point where, hey, now they're talking about this sake is best served at this temperature via this method. Um, now you're talking about something that's 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 really fun and interesting. Um, but as is, it's really cool. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you're seeing really the difference. Like this becomes much sweeter mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. me, and overall, sure. I think just um, a little more drinkable. Like. Um, just within whatever I'm going to be eating, but I'm not a huge warm beverage kind of guy. But I like something that's David doesn't have like a anything warm. Like he wants his food cold all the time. Mm -hmm. See, I drink my soda room temperature. Mm -hmm. It's the best. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's where all the you can get all more flavor. Well, okay. we've already decided well, who that's the what pro we'll do taster next. is. We'll exactly. Do <laughs> some yeah. soda, hot and cold. <laughs> yeah. Soda so does become more dry. Food, do you like when you go to like I don't know McDonald's or something? Do you wait for your food to like cool down before you eat it? Like, I mean, okay, uh, put it this way. This is going to be a monstrosity for all, like, ramen lovers out there. But he will literally wait until his ramen is closer to room temperature what? before he goes into I mean, it. You could just get cold ramen. But your that, nose doesn't run then. What? You need, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You need know. to be so hot I'm that you really need, like... I'm not really sure what yeah. part of the experience I'm really, you know, keying into here. Maybe, but maybe you're discovering something. Yeah, this something guy's dogging me pretty hard. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> okay, I accept it. I'm, maybe it is, we're all making weird. the mistake and you're the one doing it. Right, because none of us have ever tried it. Yeah, I mean, just it seems don't a little of me to like come out with the truth like that, but <laughs> I don't really. You know. No, I don't know. I, do you answer your McDonald's question though? Like, I don't. I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. Mm -hmm. I need to. Well, this is Japanese that, McDonald's. That's probably the only about. correct answer. Yeah, right there. No, I'm talking about Japanese McDonald's. Chick Fil A though seems get... to be here <laughs> out by me, so mm -hmm. might have to run through there. Wait, yeah, there's a Chick Fil A out there? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's well, super I mean, it's long. not like, yeah, it's for super some long. Reason. I went there for the first time in the Dallas Fort Worth airport a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Instead of going to one of the six TGI Fridays that are there. There's six TGI wow, Fridays. They're really no, sorry, that's a record, seven? actually. Seven? I think there's, there's, oh, six, uh, there's six terminals and seven TGI they Fridays. They really want it to oh, be they're Friday. giving you all, all the, the time. options. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It's weird. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you like microwave Great Texas, stuff, I guess. Great, no. did, you get, <laughs> did you get some zany buffalo wings? I didn't go. I didn't go. <laughs> no. I went to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Chick oh, my gosh. That's what my mom called it back in the day. So my first experience was, like, when I was in grade school, and it was... My mom was doing um, ice skating lessons at the time, mm -hmm. and that was quite the show. And uh, she was like, oh, does anybody want Chick-fil-A? Yeah. I'm like, what are you <laughs> even talking about? It was just like this little kiosk in the Clackamas Town Center Mall. And I was like, no, nobody there. wants that. Nobody's ever in there, right? And sure enough, within a couple of years, <laughs> like, it was gone. And so I see it come back, and now there's this huge craze. Like yeah. it's in and out or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Am I the only person that remembers this time when they were actually here in Clackamas? And it was like... Because the owner is a terrible person now, and that's yeah. <laughs> that's why everyone loves it. Uh -huh. it. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, yeah this controversy for yeah. sure. Anyways, so sake. Oh yeah. yeah. What what sake <laughs> would pair with Chick Fil A? Yeah. <laughs> so glad you asked. So, um, not being too familiarized with their menu, but knowing a fair amount about uh, fried chicken, I would say the G 
the oh, juice yeah. would definitely go oh, yeah. with it because you know you're talking about something that's pretty salty. Mm -hmm. um, the waffle uh, fries no, are pretty salty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's got to be able to kind of kind of stand up to that. So mm -hmm. the G is really really good. Um, even some of the momokawas though, I would say. You know, I would probably do like lighter. a nice dry, like the Momokawa Silver. Yeah. Would probably go really well with some Chick-fil-A stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, we're not it plugging Chick-fil-A here. Are we? It depends <laughs> on you. No, here's the thing. Chick-fil-A. Never had it. So good. Um, <laughs> like, no, I mean, it really depends on like what your condiment choices are, things like that. You mm -hmm. know, are you more of a barbecue sauce kind of guy? Like, or are you more of like a, a ketchup and mustard? Like, what does rice? What does rice like to have with their Chick Fil A? You know, I like as as a grain of rice. As a grain of rice. Yeah. God, I need to really get into character. No, there's no character. It's, it's like you know. are in it's character. Not you just had to really been, bring out your inner Shinpaku right Waiting yeah. for you your whole life, my <laughs> whole life. Your big Shinpaku. What does it say? <laughs> I think, uh, and I'm talking about Chick Fil A condiments. Probably like the Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah. Or the honey mustard. Yeah. They have, probably they have the Chick Fil A best. sauce. I, when yeah. I went there, I was just like, I had to ask what the Chick Fil A sauce was. Like, I I went to a fucking foreign country, and I was like asking, how yeah. do I eat this so I don't, so I don't like do the wrong thing and embarrass yeah. myself. This Chick Fil A sauce? Yeah. <laughs> how do I eat it? They're lemonade. How do I eat it in your culture? Man, you're you really want <laughs> some Chick Fil A right now? Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Um, well, I'm from North Carolina. Yeah. There's a Chick Fil A in every corner. Dang. Well, like Chick Chick Fil A is all all over. Mm-hmm. Is uh, where do you guys distribute to? By the way, uh, nationwide. Is US? on your yep. side. No, but uh, <laughs> where you? <laughs> no, why are we plugging for no, guys? No, yeah, you have any association with. All right, yeah. so uh, we are uh, nationwide, and actually, yeah. actually, uh, I was in North Carolina, and I bought some Momokawa hey, when I was there. Hey, well, shout out to Rice yeah. for getting that Momokawa yeah. in North Carolina. <laughs> but um, and actually, a little bit uh, internationally too. So Mexico, uh, Canada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, the Caribbean's a little bit. Do you do um, you uh, export to Japan? Actually, currently no, because uh, <laughs> do you import anything and then re-export it back? Dude, if we could do that, that would just be the ultimate like circular. Just like relabel it with an American flag. We just sell it back to him at twice the cost. <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be. It sounds like be a, interesting. Don't even take it off the ship. Right here. Um, I don't know. From, it just takes a trip. Well, currently, um, this is and actually just for anybody who's interested in uh, market trends in general, the sake. Uh, market in, in Japan has mm -hmm. been slowly but kind of steadily decreasing over the course of the past yeah, I can see that. you know mm -hmm. 10 to 20 years or so is now just recently starting to see a comeback mm -hmm. um, but so one of the um, one of the trends is that well you want to go to where the market is growing right mm -hmm. and then, like we said like US saw a 13% growth from year to year between last year and this year then uh, right now we That's feel pretty like we're big in growth. A, oh yeah, yeah. we're right. in the prime. This is where we want to be, right? After this podcast, it's going to be at least twenty percent. So. Uh, yeah, and we will mm -hmm. definitely. That's why we're that. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are super nice. We're here. We're here to talk about. So you are our friend. Yeah, we're here to talk about. You know, Jamal, market if you could get this out by Friday, that would be great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here and to plug Chick Fil A. That's that's. <laughs> yeah, so what's what's the reason for the the decrease in Japan? Well. Uh, slash resurgence. Yeah, slash resurgence. Let's come <laughs> well, back. Now. Okay, cool. Um, the well, the short way of putting it is just um, the younger generation, you know, the major, uh, the major alcohol consumers. They Damn started, kids. 
He's millennials. Starting to trend more toward um, beer, wine, or no. even uh, hard liquor, like mm-hmm. whiskey, vodka, mm-hmm. what have you. Um, I understand that. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. um, not to put a stigma on anything, but sake was slowly kind of phasing out just because mm-hmm. the interest wasn't there, mm-hmm. especially with the younger generation that are finally getting old enough to drink. That's mm-hmm. not their first experimental drink when you can mm-hmm. finally get the alcohol. It's kind of like when you have your first beer, right? Yeah. If your first drink is beer and you like it, you're probably going to be a beer drinker, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. Since there is, isn't sake, the market is dying down. And also just brewery sustainability there. Some of them are going out of business and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, but now it's coming back because there's this renewed interest, actually, without you know patting ourselves on the back too much, but there's renewed we'll interest. We'll do it a little bit, though. Uh, just a little <laughs> bit. Just like we're that hard pound, but we'll do it very subtly. That, um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Crazy again. I'm not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got to back you up. But uh, um, with with the U.S. being such a huge market growth opportunity for the states, what's trending here and other parts in the world where sake is growing is actually slowly circulating back in Japan. So uh, one kind of anecdotal thing I could give you guys is like, for example, California roll, okay? When it first came out, it was an abomination to anybody who likes sushi, right? Because that's not real sushi. What are you mm-hmm. putting in that thing? You no, know, California crab? rolls, you mean? Uh, yeah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's not... Yeah, not can't. the state. Like, California <laughs> yeah, they're just talking about yeah. the states. Yeah, you can't, you can't call that sushi, Same thing right? for, like, Vegas roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even right. the Portland roll. Right, right, right. There's a Portland roll. So it's like, a, it's like a something, a you know, roll. sushi... Like being <laughs> Medford roll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forest Grove roll. There you go. <laughs> Wolf Creek Portland Castle. roll. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, but something that was originally Japanese came to the States, took a life on its own. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't well received by purists for a while because they're like, you can't call this sushi. Until it became so popular, now there are actually restaurants in Japan serving California roll. Mm-hmm. Like, believe mm-hmm. that or not, right? It's amazing. And then, you know, not <sighs> obviously on that same spectrum. <laughs> I feel so proud. In terms right? of in terms of quality, look at what we did. Bro. I know. Well, not in terms of quality or craftsmanship or anything like that, but just in in general trends of like stuff that is trending worldwide is starting to make a comeback. Sake is, is kind of taking on that same wavelength where people are seeing that sake, hey, is kind of becoming popular outside of Japan. And that's where you and see the CeeLo greens. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. CeeLo. Yeah. That bastard. Uh, <laughs> snubbing us. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, circulating back into, into Japan. Um, Do you think also because Prime Minister Abe is super patriotic about Japan? <laughs> I can't speak on that. But what I can speak on nice segue, is that the new growth <laughs> to me. that new, that nice new growth is focused on what we were talking about, the premium category. So the futsushu, the table sake, is still kind of on the lowering spiral, yeah. but you're more finely prepared and brewed sake. Your ginjos, your tokupetsu honjozos, your junmai ginjos and whatnot, those are trending up. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the slow recovery yeah. is coming from. I think yeah. it's riding the wave of of, of craft mm-hmm. in general because craft beer mm-hmm. artisan wines artisanal products. artisanal <laughs> portland uh so yeah so handcrafted with hand carved uh-huh. and artisanal yeah. products um no but i think it's it's that kind of sentiment and there just seems to be like this this kind of connected wavelength between japanese and our western culture in in a lot of ways right so it's like we kind of take take nods from each other and like i think both for the better but like yeah it's something can come over here kind of just change a little bit um and then through our experiences with it and what we want to do with it and they go back over and then they're like 
yeah, this actually wasn't like a terrible thing. This is this is pretty good. And so I think there's just this constant kind of like flow between both places that, and you know, you see it like we were talking about video games earlier, like how much of that flows from there over to here and influences, you know, how we interact with those and, and stuff like that. So I think it's it's just this this natural kind of flow between both cultures that really feeds into um, kind of to sustaining and also like the adaptation of things that were maybe old in one spot and then tinkered and then now they're great again. So I think that's kind of one of the things. But craft in general, I think is is one of the things for sure. Mm -hmm. And like I'm, I can uh, relate to that like kind of on a personal level a little bit because I uh, I was working in Japan from like 2012 to. 2014, 15-ish, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was uh, fresh out of college back then, and when I was working there, I'd go out with my coworkers or my Japanese friends. When we go out to bars or izakayas, we'd be having beer or haibolu or, you know, girls yeah, would be having, yeah, yeah. you know, chuhais and whatnot, yeah. right? <laughs> like, nihongshu or sake just wasn't something that anybody would consider to bring to the table when you're having these, like, hmm. younger generation social hangouts. But, you know, through, you know, shout out to Sake One, through my travels with the company, Ever since I joined the company, we went back to Japan um, to work with our import partners. I'm seeing it being ordered in restaurants. Hmm. You know, obviously, uh, it could be just be more of a perception-wise, because now that I'm actually learning about it and mm -hmm. becoming more mm -hmm. aware. But yeah. it's definitely... Like when you, you buy a certain car, you see that car everywhere. Yeah. Well, kind of yeah. like that, but also just, uh, in general, the offering and the exposure of sake is a lot more prevalent in Japan now. They're starting this whole new um, social... Uh, call it like you know advertisement campaigns or what have you but just like um they're promoting breweries that have younger brewmasters for example just to make it more relatable to the younger people be like hey you know you're in your late 20s early 30s and whatnot there's this guy who's your age and guess those ham-fisted ways mm -hmm. of like connecting to exactly <laughs> just like guess really what understand. he's a sake master yeah. you know like why don't yeah. you check out what he sake has sake masters offer. care about a cause like you millennials yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they uh, donate a sake to the a new hungry American child. farmer is 24 <laughs> years old <laughs> no he's not i don't mean to take a dark turn on this but one thing i have been noticing this Japan. wouldn't be the first time you've <laughs> yeah. done that. Yeah. So. <laughs> One thing I have noticed is that like Japan is is sort of moving into sort of a nationalistic sort of feeling, like some sort of like pre World War II kind of feeling, but not as crazy. Mm -hmm. Not um, yet. And I wonder, I wonder if things like Nihonshu or like sake, I guess as we call it here, why 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 is there a difference? Um, like traditional things like that are getting a little bit more attention i've noticed and i wonder if that might be part of it let's let's move on to chick-fil-a again <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just out of my element with that or, I'm just not uh, or, tied or, into that, uh, how about this one how about this three? Uh, cocktails are getting more popular and sake and cocktails are kind of popular i've been seeing that more in japan as well oh yeah and that sure. might be pr moving some of the growth not not any of this nationalism yeah, there's it's, no nationalism. Yeah, what? Nationalism. It's hard to, yeah. to quantify what that Bobby, is now what? because, you know, we're, yeah. it's, as far as media, things like that, we're, it's, it's a borderless world, right? Yeah. Unless, unless you're coming from a country that's like severely blocking off access to anything outside, mm -hmm. right? Like, like not so subtle cough, North Korea. <laughs> not so subtle cough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of North mm -hmm. Korean names, but no. But, you know, it's like, all of these inspirations to try different things or live these different lifestyles and things like that aren't necessarily coming from your parents 
like anymore. It's Parents, what do they know? Yeah, and especially in this day and age, right, where your exposure to things are just not limited to your surroundings anymore. It's what you can access through your computer or your phone. Yeah, right. I mean, Parenting 101 now starts with Facebook, right? Like, it's, it's not feed them, it's... Make sure it's that their online them. experience is, Facebook feed you know, them. <laughs> is you're, you're taking yeah. care of them. And that's part of like their yeah. actual like psychological, emotional <laughs> oh. well-being now is their yeah. exposure to those kind of things. And that's just kind of also, you know, really, really showing how much you can't control it. Right. Did so, you discover your son has a Twitter egg account? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll call this hotline. We can help. <laughs> so I, tr I almost drank all of my drink. So we poured this and then didn't talk about it. And it's called a <laughs> sake. So what is this one? Okay, so this is our final one here. Um, this, is, this is the last. Can I have more? Because I drank it. it. Yes, <laughs> now that you are. That's quite a testament to how smooth the sake is. Hey. <laughs> Um, you should come to our podcast and then. So this is the. You guys have yeah. a podcast? No, but I mean, we I would try it. It would not be this. We'll this bring fugu. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like gray <laughs> market <laughs> illegal fugu that we cut ourselves. And yeah. <laughs> we'll bring some kanji. <laughs> no made out of tofu. Don't so we're good on yeah. that. No, yeah. no tetrodotoxin in this fugu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um, so this is a momokawa. This is one of our um, two organics. So organic sake is actually pretty rare, mm -hmm. as it turns out. Because what's the um, difference? So you use organic rice. So oh, that's we it. Sourced, okay. uh, and also, well, I mean, is that you, that rare? Well, none of us organic rice. A little so bit, a little bit more technical. Like for us, uh, we actually go through the whole USDA certification process. So oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah so they actually come through otherwise. and review your brewing process. You know, are you actually organic throughout? And mm -hmm. obviously, what David mentioned, the most important part is you have to have organic rice because that's one of the main and most raw ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shout out to the four core ingredients because. Mm -hmm. There aren't a whole lot of ingredients to have. What are the four? Like. What are the four core for everyone who for, who not remembered them? I mean, you could. You David will. David has to leave soon. We gotta yeah. get on oh, to the, right. the user questions. Oh yeah, the rice, water, koji, yeast. We can add those um, into the robot voice. So um, this is our organic nigori sake as part of the Momokawa line. Um, and again, the nigori is it's going to be coarsely filtered, and so you're going to have some of those uh, rice solids, or they call it lees. Um, pass through, and so that's why you're seeing more of a creamy um, white style, white coloring here. Yeah. So it's opaque; you can't see mm -hmm. through the glass with it. Um, and a lot of times, these actually tend to be really consistent. So if you if you like a nigori sake or you like this sake, and this is actually a very um, this is a high quality sake. I mean, not to toot our own like horn, but to do it like super loud as well. Is like this is good. recently yeah. won a gold medal at the International London Sake Challenge. Right? Mm. It's, oh, nice! It's a very, very good, high quality nigori sake. But what things? One thing that's nice about nigori is that they all kind of share these foundational flavor characteristics, and that is kind of like the creamy yogurt, kind of a little bit of a coconutty, pineapple, tropical-ish flavors. Mm. You're not really going to get too far on the umami spectrum with. Um, with a nigori style. Right, so okay. when we're talking about how general guidelines, right, um, to kind of steer you in one way or another, you're not gonna find like a Kimoto, Kasumi, extra dry tasting nigori. Maybe once in a blue moon, if a brewer gets really creative, they yeah. could probably make one. If you but, see one, buy it, mm -hmm. bring it to us, and, <laughs> and show it to you. And we will make it, it in yeah. front of you and we will make watch a you whole cry. celebration out yeah. of it. Yeah. But um, no, but exactly what David was saying, like Nigoris tend to be more on the sweeter side. 
mm-hmm. uh, a little bit heavier on the body because of the rice setting. A lot of people so like I to say it. luscious. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, especially luscious. Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. luscious. So, yeah. As as a as a grain of rice, you know, this is a way to have a physical, very physical presence. Reminder of the fact that you were part of the process. Yeah, yeah, that you contributed to this. You're here with your friends. Yeah, and you're seeing it all the way through. We're ground down, and we've become one. How much is uh, this nigori? This one is about sixteen dollars a pop retail. Sixteen? Yeah, and we actually make a um, we make a non nigori style of this, the clear style of this Mm -hmm. too. It's just called the organic junmai. Yeah. Do you guys get like relegated to that sad section of the grocery store with all the organic wines that like is really small and you know what's really out of the way? nice about that is no? nothing. Yes, you get do. put in the sake section. Yes, we totally do. <laughs> There's nice. that would be like people are like oh what's your what's your big dream you know for sake and like to me it's having a dedicated sake section in a grocery store because yeah we just yeah. end up next like those specialty wines. Mm-hmm. And you really have to like dig deep to find it, and usually it's oh. next to something that you really wouldn't make any sense. I usually, with, and so. see it. and yeah. this is where like you know that whole pioneer phase comes in, right? Because if you go to a um, like an Asian specialty grocery store, Wachimaya, for example, or even Fubon or what have you, you'll find a more expansive sake selection. That's because the clientele they're catering to fits that sort of shelf space, right? Uh, what we want is like for that to happen to every single, you know liquor store or grocery chain or whatever you have like this becomes the same amount of uh weight and shelf space as you would find wine and beer that this is not you know the uh, awesome drink like the organic nigori is not just relegated to like what you were saying kind of like squeezed to the side with the rest of the i think most of the grocery stores i go to there's a sake section Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of exists Portland, sure. on a shelf there. Usually it's connected to wine. Usually but refrigerated. I feel like kombucha even gets better, you know, placement <laughs> than sake does. Well, they get like special spots, so. contain, like uh, refrigerators and stuff. That's why. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. to provide your own refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of what we try to do is just to get rid of that initial, there's so much, uh, there's so much initial confusion, like what's a kimoto, right? Mm-hmm. What is a honjozo, whatnot, right? And hopefully through this whole thing today, we kind of, you know, explain that a little bit more that people kind of get rid of that initial hump of, ah, I don't really want to well, yeah. meddle with that because I don't know much about now, it. Now, like 40% of the population in the U.S. knows what these things are because you said it on this podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we actually even got a pro taster out of it, a Koichi already. So mm-hmm. just, yeah. I know. We're going to. He's a Samoli. I didn't realize from the rural brewer. <laughs> the rural brewer. I'm a drawer of the rural brewer. Samoliere. So I do have some questions for you guys. Yeah, let's do some rapid One of them fire. that I wrote down was, why don't, you, why don't you talk to each other? But I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can give you all the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> squid. We'll just go squid. with squid. Oh, yeah. okay. Hasn't hit durian level yet. So I, yeah, I get the no. squid. I do that too. Um, a lot of these we got, I got like the perfect clap back, but I'm not kidding. No. We, got, we got one question on Twitter from, from, uh, from our coworker, Mommy. <laughs> just out with it, you know. <laughs> Who asked, uh, what's the best sake for breastfeeding? Because she just had a, a little baby, a little baby girl. Well, little baby, uh, how drunk does she want her baby? Emma. <laughs> yeah, and, so. Uh, yeah. Little Emma wants to know. Offline. Okay. Definitely hook you up, but no, I don't. <laughs> you know, it's an alcoholic beverage for sure, so I'm going to go really? with. I don't, I don't know Tell of any non-alcoholic more. sake. Is, can you not drink alcohol when you're breastfeeding? Does that not get processed through it's your not, liver and kidneys and then it's not come back out and it's very yeah. good? No? Yeah, okay. it's not recommended. Sorry, Mom. But, um, yeah, I'm really bummed for it, but, you know, more reason to look forward to that kid growing up. Mm-hmm. 
and, uh, and then become like and yeah. then the kid can drink its own sake without yeah, drinking for sure. it through then through you guys the can milk. drink sake together and become closer as parent and child <laughs> through <laughs> alcohol oh yeah because alcohol brings families together but you know generally you want to drink whatever makes you happy because mm-hmm. um, when you're happy you produce better for your child so mm-hmm. better for your child yeah so find your style find your style what does she like I have a question on Twitter from Nombe. Oh, we got questions. Uh, who Nombe. Says, hey, shout out to that name. Awesome. Yeah. All said, right. I'd love to join you sometime to talk about the original ramen burger, born here in San Francisco. <laughs> I think those were so us. So <laughs> I think they want to talk to you about the ramen burger. Okay. We're oh, down. Born we're, in San Francisco. Where so, you at? Hit, hit us up. Hit yeah. us up. So yeah. go <laughs> check out Nombe and uh, <laughs> Someone talking to us. go talk to them. I can almost guarantee. <laughs> no, I think it's for sake yeah. one. Yeah. It makes more sense. I can almost guarantee that ramen burgers can be better with some momokawa or or, um, oh, of course. a G Joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So. Made ramen burgers before. Actually. And then the last question from Heather says, "Hot versus cold," we which I think just means one. like, which temperature do you like? Like, are you a hot person or cold person? Does it depend. I think we can mutually agree that we prefer cold. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. cold just across the board. Let's see. Yeah. I think yeah. we posted this on Facebook. Um, but well. most most premium oh, yeah. sake is intended to be room temperature to cold. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she meant like, do you like cold weather or hot weather? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, neither. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just got back from Hawaii and I'm dying a little bit. So I'm going to say Hawaii. hot for yeah. sure. If, if I could only, I don't like if I could live in Hawaii, Hawaii and the cost was just drinking hot sake. Yes, if there's please. a place in the world that's just like between 65 to 70 degrees year round, that's probably mm-hmm. where I want to be. Yeah. Well, there's some, not, though. That's here, except before uh, Trump made global warming happen. How do you guys really feel about this yeah. president? <laughs> but, uh, but if if I really had to pick one, you know, growing up in Taiwan where it's super humid and Japan, obviously, where all four seasons, you get to experience mm-hmm. that. Um, it's the only country with four seasons. That's, that is what they say. <laughs> if that's the official party line, we'll go with that. Uh, but uh, definitely, that is part of the Nihon Jinron, I believe. Yeah. Definitely prefer cold more it's, so. It's than also hot. why only Japanese people can appreciate the taste of sake because <laughs> they evolved from a separate set of monkeys <laughs> compared to the rest of the world, according to the Nihon Jinron. We're going to neither endorse. Well, I don't know yeah. what's going on. You guys, this, <laughs> is that, this is that nationalistic fervor <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about. Have you guys heard about Where's Nihon Jinron? We're going to have to do a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have one question here from Lion Repshire. Ooh. Oh, that's Jax. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Someone you know? Uh, this guy here. Is that you? That's uh, your that's your username. No, that's because this guy can never pronounce my last name right. That's your so username I've been Jack Lion basically half the time I've been working. Oh, with Lion. Oh, okay. Because he's a but his liar. His name is Lion. First name. They, no. He wants to ask what your favorite sake is and. I guess you can do within uh, your company, I guess, if you want. But if you have another sake, that's like. Mm-hmm. All right, um, all right. I'm just going to say my, do my, favorite, my favorite style of sake is the honjozo. And we, we mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit before, but a nice kind of slightly chilled honjozo yep. where, um, like I said, a lot of sake, it, it'll start one way and then it'll finish another. Mm-hmm. And this one's my favorite is in terms of that, where it starts more of kind of like that ginjo style, that fruity floral um, and then it finishes like a warm umami. So to me, it starts and finishes in two very um, specific and targeted like expressions that I really enjoy. And it kind of, it makes it very drinkable, right? So when you know you're gonna get something that's nice and refreshing, and then have that feeling of kind of like that umami at the end, you're gonna want that refreshing thing again. Mm-hmm. And so like, nice. 
I like it's the Honjozo a lot. It's a never-ending cycle of alcoholism, <laughs> is what you're <laughs> describing. Just buy it. Just get one bottle. It's a you know? never-ending <laughs> Sake Sunday, you know, but oh, yeah. we have one that's really good. It's uh, the Marai family, um, Tokubetsu Honjozo, and if you see that on a menu, I'm Check it out. It's it's good. What, what was your best uh, sake, best slash and most embarrassing sake experience? This is probably the most embarrassing. Um, no, uh, most embarrassing. Oh, this podcast. I get it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. took me a while. Because <laughs> 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 we had drinks in our bodies. I don't know that I've had an. I almost fell on the koji table. Um, oh yesterday, <laughs> when we were taking the PR company that through, yesterday, yeah. 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 Wow. So it's it's pretty rare that they would allow somebody to be in the Koji room while it's setting. They put sheets over it and everything. And oh, I was man. trying to take a really like dynamic but they picture said and David video can for be it. Trusted. Well, no, they took the whole group in, but I'm like kind of like over the table trying to take because he's only peeled the sheets back a little bit. So mm-hmm. I got to kind of stretch. And dude, it almost happened. It almost, it almost happened. fell into almost yeah. Right after he was like. Mm, Glad Usually, that didn't happen this is a privilege. This is a privilege experience. Like most people don't don't get to go in there. So I I almost fell oh, in man. the koji table. It would have become. They would have had to change it to D sake. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, that, really. that batch will have a little bit. They would have made me buy it, bottle it as a private <laughs> label, and then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's kind of like they uncovered the constitution. Said not many people get to yeah. see the constitution, <laughs> and you like fell on it, and and you like ate it half. You look at the back, and you find the treasure. Yeah, and then I turn around, and I'm Nick Cage, and I'm like. Oh, the whole thing happened. Uh, um, here's a question yeah. from our Twitter user. Can you do your best Nick Cage impression right now? <laughs> I'm stooped on that one. I, I'm, I'm doing it right now. He hasn't been treasure. heard from for like 10 years. Oh, so just, just being straight quiet. up silence? Just I like that. Yeah. There we go. That's the way we do it. No, he's still around. Uh, he's doing he? Dungeons and Dragons Let's movies. See. My best uh, Nick Cage impression is, please, please buy my mansion. <laughs> <laughs> is he selling his mansion? My mansion's... Uh, Sorry. He's selling it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, to loop back to that favorite sake question real uh-huh. quick. Yeah, what's uh, your most favorite? Can't lose an Oscar if you never know. Shout out, shout out to Nick Cage. Ghost Rider and whatnot. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ghost my favorite so style is actually a Junmai. Just because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lover of, like, eating. Like, eat a lot of, like, heart, hearty foods mm-hmm. and, like, portion and taste and whatnot. Yeah, you're, and you're a big is just, guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just... <laughs> if you can't see me right now, guys, I'm yeah. ginormous. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, Jumai is just the most versatile, in my opinion, because you could have it cold and most brewers brew it, so you can have it warmed up too, right? And uh, it just usually can find a Jumai to go with whatever occasion, no matter what food you're having. Part of the thing that we're trying to branch away with sake is that don't always just have it with Japanese food. You know, have it with like a cheese plate once in a while, and you'll be mm. surprised like how good that turns out to be. That turns out to be. Uh, my favorite from our company lineup is, uh, is the G-Joy. Uh, I think you just got the perfect blend of like, 18% ABV, right? You can't knock on that, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how smooth it <laughs> Brass tax is what we call that. Yeah. <laughs> how smooth it goes down and the overall, kind of like what David was talking about, you start with that Ginjo style because it is a 60% polish, but you finish with just enough spice and umami at the end to be like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Nice. Another question from our Twitter user. What is Nick Cage's favorite sake? <laughs> a good question. Oh, man. Nick Cage. Well, what do we do this? Answer. If we were to assign Nick Cage a bottle, what would you give him? Yeah. Mm. He said, give me, a, about his give me a bottle, Draver. Like, I think I was the only person in the what? world that thought Gone in 60 Seconds. What is the best sake still. that you sell slash don't sell slash would give us a present to someone who's really nice? <laughs> <laughs> I think the G's are like awesome for that. Yeah, the packaging and the taste. And uh, we couldn't yeah. bring one today with us, but there's another one, his brother, called a G50. 
And this one is actually, we talk 50, about 50% alcohol. Yeah, no. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going above vodka. It's a hard, yeah. it's a hard, yeah, hard this is okay. ultra hard. It's a hard G. Yeah, we talk about polishing Michael down. The, the G50 is where the rice is polished down to 50% mm-hmm. instead of 60. So it gets that okay. extra step. But if you're okay. looking for a real, like, bang out gift, like, you want a Daigen Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, mm-hmm. those are the ultra premium sake you're talking 70 80 dollars a bottle and they're usually worth it so um i know we've got the yoshinagawa yeah we got the mirai family has one too hakusu definitely has a few yeah Yeah. so So not all daiginjo is that like and daiginjo is is isn't another like it's a grade based on the milling rate again so it's like ginjo but we just talked about g50 that's milled down to 50 percent that's the threshold for a daiginjo and but we we don't call it that because there are other kind of like philosophical things that go into you know naming yourself a daiginjo and um you know that's we haven't treaded into that to mm-hmm. that territory yet like it's been an yeah. exclusively like a japanese thing basically yeah. so and from greg too like he said you know it's a sign of humility that you know yeah we can polish it down to 50 percent, but we're not going to claim to do you know what you guys designate as a daiginjo because until we feel like you know we are he's very respectful Mm -hmm. of like the history and things behind you know some of these competition level sake and while we've been around for been brewing for 20 years you know that's Mm -hmm. that's not that big compared to you know hundreds of years some of these these breweries so yoshinagawa shout out to yoshinagawa right over 17 generations Mm -hmm. of owners uh they started in uh 1543, I want to say. Wow. Those are good times. Yeah. 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 Good times for for, uh, pre prohibition, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. You wanted to war some states? So, like, 50% milling down, like, how, how far could you go? Can you like mill down to like 20% and just oh, be like three? You yeah. guys, the Decide. lowest Decide. I've seen, Decide but I'm mean. pretty sure you can go lower than that if you wanted to. I mean, it wow. gets. One you go down to like 0%. <laughs> uh, you're, and you're then you just have an away. empty bottle. Like, and you're like, in this order is, for that, you would have this to. This is the die, 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 die game. Yeah. order for that, you would have to identify like the worst grain of rice possible to do that. I guess one, it would, I guess it would be durable, but you're really just looking to drill down to that like. Mm-hmm. the shinpaku right yeah. mm-hmm. and then take advantage of as much as that as you can once you get down to its purest level okay. so if you've got a grain of rice that its purest level is just the last one percent like you've chosen a pretty crappy so grain it doesn't, of rice it doesn't get use. more and more pure the farther you go down it's like not getting a good rice and then yeah. you get more yeah you want to get pure that so like so like knocking off that 50 percent you're knocking off the 50 percent that's not good for sure for sure okay or not necessarily or it's just not, not good, good for that just, style. Not yeah, good for that not style. Not what you're okay, looking okay. for. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Because those fats and things that are on the outside, they create some bitterness mm. or, you know, different plays that will make something like this Kasumi better, right? Mm. Stylistically. So this is technically a futsushu, which is a table grade by definition sake. That's which good. means no minimum milling required, but they actually went through the painstaking process of milling this to 65%. By hand, mm. too. <laughs> yeah. They just Greg goes in, in there with a little knife and he's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kasumi's, Kasumi's Greg is out there, yeah, doing that. Well, what about um, the other direction? Is there is there whole grain sake where there's been no milling at all? <laughs> there isn't one that we've heard of, but interestingly Ooh. enough, we have seen sake that's been made with purple rice. Ooh, yeah. purple rice. So there rice. is that out, right? Yeah, that is that. Wow. There. I hope it's called Purple Rain. Sake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It might. Uh, I don't think it's actually purple in color, but oh. um, 
purple rice. That's new to me. But yeah, but yeah, definitely unbeknownst to myself and David and to, uh, you know, hopefully uh, people who are interested in sake, it's just that it is such a fast and complex and yeah. fascinating world of sake once you decide to take the dive and definitely you can't be disappointed hopefully with the lineup that we're trying to show you guys today right yeah, like, yeah, yeah i've liked everything everything good sake yeah, really good. good sake is good sake so as we wrap up uh i had a lot of drink and i'd like to <laughs> say that you guys have some things to plug that's your site sake1.com mm -hmm. your facebook facebook.com slash sake1 oregon twitter.com slash sake1 that's your twitter Instagram is also at Instagram.com. That's what you want right there. Slash Sake One Oregon. Oh, yeah. And finally, Pinterest. Pinterest.com slash Sake One. Shout out to Jesse, who's keeping up with all those accounts. Yeah. Pumping yeah. out great content. That's yeah. going to be in all the show notes. You guys can click on those. And did you get Sake-Sunday.com? That's the one we need. Oh, right yeah. Sake-Sunday.com. Don't forget to visit Sake-Saturday.com for the, the unofficial <laughs> rival yeah. website run by David. Yeah. And our sister site, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah. Still going strong, oh, so man. yeah. <laughs> you go for some tacos right now. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else you guys would like to no. say before we wrap up? Thanks for having us. I hope you don't have to cut too much of this out because I don't you think know. so. It's been no, a lot of going in. No, it's it it going to be the longest happy podcast to be back. Happy episode to be ever made by yeah. anyone, ever. Well, poor Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he has a headache already. Yeah, yeah. Jamal, right. thank you for editing this in the future. But if you're listening to this, it's in the past. It already happened. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Yay. And happy St. Patrick's oh, no. Day we next year. St. Patrick's Day next yeah. year. We all get yeah. <laughs> We give you yeah. some real timeless stuff. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Really so thank it. you thanks. to David McLean and Jack Leon. Lion. Lion. <laughs> he is a lion. His heart is a lion. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the show. Thank you, guys. All right. Kanpai. 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 The end. <laughs>